Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Beer's about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted the commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit, too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Session. Hi, thank you. 2020. New year, new us. That's true. Well, yeah. Different year, similar us. <laughs> similar us. Yeah. Same everything. 2020. Only, yeah. Only slightly older and more wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I got called somebody's dad over the holiday break. You got oh. called someone's dad? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was like, they're like, oh. You're out on a date? So I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, is, are you, is this your dad? <laughs> it was not good. No. I was like, No. Her grandfather, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Justin Crosby. I'm your host uh, today, and with me is JP and Teresa Pasuti and Bevo. We're all back in the studio uh, for an exciting 2020 here at the Brewing Network. And I do think that this is, in almost 15 years, the first time ever, I'm fairly certain, ever, that I have not had at least one beer before the show. I told you, new year, new us. Wow. Oh my gosh. Don't tell me it's dry January for Justin. It's not dry January, but yeah. it's dry something. Because it's, ah. it's, it's January... dry until I'm done being dry. Yeah, so it's the 13th day into the new year, and it's now the it's only the first day? No. Okay. It's the seventh day. Okay. That I haven't had a beer. 
But it's the first time ever in the history of the show yes. that I haven't had a beer before the show. Is this... Is and I should start by all... Yeah. I should add in, by the way, all the questions. that I don't think I've gone a week without a beer since I'm like nine years old. Right. Something yeah. somewhere in that age group. Yeah. I remember talking to your mom about you were eight when you were eight. You were <laughs> you were hitting that, but at nine you calmed down, you chilled out a little bit, and then you kind of, <laughs> took um, a week off. Is it doctor mandated or is it uh, Doctor Justin uh, implemented? Doctor Justin implemented. Okay, yeah. Wow, wow. what's going on? Uh, you know, I just had. It been, feels good every once in a while, right? I don't know. Oh. I, I feel the same. I I feel more oh, really? bored. It's the same as when I quit <laughs> okay. smoking. Like it wasn't that big of a deal for me. It was just so boring. Like I, you know, it's like something to do. Um, so I don't know. I feel all right. I'm hydrated as a motherfucker. I'll tell you that. Yeah, dude. Turns out I just drink a lot, whatever the liquid is. <laughs> so much so that I had to cut back on my drinking. I was drinking too much water. Even why were you drinking too much water? Because I would have like thirteen glasses an hour. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. I oh just God. drink a lot, and do then you like seltzer water, like carbonated water. It's all right because I'll do that if I'm trying not to drink a beer. I'll oh. just grab a carbonated water, and it sort of like satisfies that squelching, you know, piercing flavor that you get feeling see. you get from the carbonation. Yeah, and I'm, you know, usually works for. A I couple mean, hours. I pretty much only drink beer or water anyway. Yeah, so I'm now I'm just all water. But then it was just a lot of water. I had to stop myself from drinking water. Damn. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I just had been going hard for like since October. Like I had been, I had been at the, at the hop grenade holiday party. I fell into the trunk of an Uber. Like who does that? (laughs) Like you, people fall out of Ubers all the time. Yeah. I fell into an Uber in the trunk. Okay. Uh, I was that drunk. It's not the second, it's not the first Uh, time you've done that. In a trunk? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why was the Uber trunk open? I was getting things out of it, I guess. Oh, f- oh, you, oh. You, you fell. Okay, because... I didn't, like, ride in the trunk. Okay. No, that I've done. Yeah, sure. Okay, right. That's different than falling into the trunk. I <laughs> that fell. Is true. And anyway, that wasn't like... That was, like, the final straw. I was like, all right. You, should, you know, the liver needs a break. Because I never want to have to stop drinking entirely, right? So you gotta you gotta monitor that every well, now it, and then. It, it's it's always good to know, like, is it? Can you do this? Yeah, easily? I guess if you can't do it easily, and then you know you do have to. You gotta worry about, about that. Yeah, you gotta worry about that a little bit. I've never. I know that people say that, and I guess it's true. I've never really bothered with that because I always just felt like, okay, well, can do want to do like i don't want to so what's the fucking point yeah but this time i wanted to so i was like all right and anyway it's only been a few days but i was like hey what am i gonna do for the show right like i thought about it yeah i'm fine not drinking for the show even though it's never happened yeah it's not that big a deal to me i'm fine with it except what about the the tasting Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, so I thought about, I was like, well, am I just going to have JP and Teresa do all the tasting and I'll just interview you guys about what it tastes like? And I'm like 80-20. I haven't come to the full conclusion yet. But the other thing was like, oh, I'll just sip a couple fucking tastes like yeah. a, like a normal human right. and uh, and then tell people what it tastes like. I mean, especially because you've been doing it for seven days. And yeah. you're fine with it. You're not like itching for a beer. No. You're just bored. I'm just so bored. having a couple, of, even if you had two beers tonight, you could 
theoretically tomorrow just not have a beer. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I yeah. also I'm the I like streaks. Like they do, I do well with like. Uh, Habit is what you're trying to say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I was like, yeah, well, I'll just either not even taste the beers. If it was going to be a phoner guest, mm-hmm. I wouldn't taste the beers even. Why not? I don't know, because okay. I could just let you guys do it and interview you about it, and then I don't have to feel like, oh, I'm letting them down, well, just, like the guests down. Because, but the guests are in studio, yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to like let them down. So you don't want to break taste streak. the beer. But you know, uh, I'd rather like, keep my streak, but I'm yeah. okay. I figure a few sips. We have four beers to try. Eating eight if cheating, I do Justin, the like the three ounce pours of each beer, right? Yeah, you know that's not cheating. Eating ain't cheating, eating like ain't you cheating. said. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You could you could <laughs> always have like a spit. That's what I thought. I thought of that, but that I thought that's like douchier than just like saying I'm not going to taste the beer tonight, guys. You have to tell me how it is. Yeah, Uh, I I definitely thought of that. Cross my mind. I was like, no, that's douchey. I can't like have a spit. I can't spit it out. So yeah, that's almost worse, man. I think I'll just taste the four little tasters. I think you'll you know? taste the four little tasters, dude. I think you'll be fine. What if I get hammered off that? I would love that I, for you. I, you know, that's kind of the funnest thing about not drinking for a while. I get- mean, I definitely had like three mine, nine month stretches without alcohol <laughs> for the last few years. Right. Yeah. And how many of those were DUIs? <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious. Because <laughs> well, just the way you said like nine months. Yeah. Like, well, let's it's see. Down- First, you get in trouble. Your then your license is. Yeah. I just was, was adding was it up. Like, okay. maybe it was it. We're in a different like, world, man. I know what's wrong with me? Ten Instantly, <laughs> yes, I knew what she was talking about. Like, huh, Would you go to jail? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm a dirtbag, but not that much. I knew right, exactly. Right. I was like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. The whole world did. See, this is this is why I should abstain from drinking from time to time. Because I'm, yeah. you guys, like the natural thing is like, oh, pregnancy, and I'm like, you got in trouble, oh, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. No, it's, um, I mean, it's awesome. You have, like, you haven't had it for back, the longest time, and you all, you just keep thinking, like, you see the finish line, and you think, I really can't wait to have that beer. Yeah. And that beer is amazing. And it's also, like, you lost all your tolerance, so you can have one beer and be fine. Yeah, Taryn's the same way. I don't like know. that, though. See, part of why I like that I drink a lot is I like to have a high tolerance so that I can have all the beers I want. And when I'm not falling into trunks, generally be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't want to lose the tolerance and then not be able to have a few beers. And I'm like, oh, God, take me home. You know. You'll get well, it so, back. I think so there, was, there was some kind of weird um, thing with Jim Cook. He had this like... Oh, Jesus. Don't even... <laughs> yeah, you. I'm sure you guys talked about this. Yeah. We yeah, like, he got lit up pretty eat, good about that. Yeast, it's like yeast with yogurt, yogurt and, and yeah, you, and he's what did he say? The yeast you, metabolizes the alcohol it has in your the gut. Alcohol dehydrogenase in your stomach. I I don't know. Which is total. We talked about BS. that on one of my GABF panels, I think. Too, oh no, something. Yeah. I bet that was um, weird. <laughs> That what was his? But his whole thing is that that's how he keeps up his tolerance. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I mean, yeah. honestly, if like for me, I I can drink most men under the table, no problem. Right. So yeah. I, I think it's just you. a matter of practice. I've never, that's what I'm saying. And well, now I'm going to be out of practice. Well, it's also genetics. There's you know in, enzymes in your body mm. are you know responsible for for taking the alcohol and dealing with it and processing it. Right. Yeah. I've never been able to drink a ton every once in a while. 
But sometimes after like three or four beers, I'll like get a headache. I'm like, I don't really. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's a thing. I've always wanted to do that where I could just let's just go drink. And then right. either I get super <laughs> tired or part of my problem is I'll have a beer. I'll have two beers in like the first 25 minutes because beer is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go like. Well, now I'm standing around here with my hands in my pockets. I might as well get another beer. So I've had three beers in an hour. I'm like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing right now. Right. I don't know where I am. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm easily three beers in an hour. That's, yeah, I can't. I just can't. Um, I don't know. And we'll know. see. Like, I don't know how long this is going to go on for. This could go on for 24 hours more. Yeah. This could go on for two months more. I haven't decided. I think I'm uh, getting kind of bored with beer, to be honest. Oh, you and you and every. Oh, here we go with the change. Are you fucking seltzer now? No, 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 no. Are you going to kombucha? <laughs> no, I'm not. Kombucha is. I, I, that's just, I are you going to abstain? Like are you going to go no alcohol? It's a whole thing right now. It's a whole thing right now, and I've been doing it for a little bit, basically just backing off on the on the beer that I do consume. Yeah. So maybe it'll be one or two a night now. And sometimes trying to go just a whole day without it mm. because I'm, I'm drinking because out of habit, not because I, I want to like the beer that I'm going to drink. Yeah. It's just, oh, I'll just have a beer. Well, I don't want a beer. So, so what is that? What is that? Addiction? Not really addiction, but like I you're, think habit. you're geared to it. Yeah. So I had that experience last night, for example. And I had accomplished the things I wanted to accomplish for the weekend. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you should have a beer. Oh, you reward yourself. But then I didn't I didn't want the beer. Yeah. But my but so I'm like, all right, well, I'll do something else. And I, I don't know. I sit on the couch for a little while and I'm, I'm like, oh, I should have a beer. But I don't want the beer. Right. <laughs> and so I realized that it and very much like when I was smoking, I didn't have a tr- I, I don't actually believe that smoking is all that addictive, by the way. Sorry, smokers out there. But I just never I never really bought into that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, did I talk about this already on the air? Like, for example, you know. If you're off heroin for like 12 hours, your body goes it like you're kind of fucked. Your body goes into withdrawals. Mm-hmm. I don't know this from firsthand experience, but right. um, not yet. Yeah, that's exactly not till I'm like 65. You don't. You you go. You actually have. Well, that doesn't really happen with nicotine. Like you can get on a flight. You go to bed every night, and you and you go eight hours without a cigarette. I never yeah. bought into the. What I do think, though, uh, you know, I like it when the um, when the phrase is, you know, nicotine may be habit forming, right. because I do at least in my case, and I'm not going to speak for everyone. All right, but I. But you're not going to go into like convulsions if you stop smoking, like you would heroin. Um, I just believe that habits and habits are strong and habits are hard to break. And mm-hmm. and so with like with the smoking, it wasn't a big deal other than the habit. Like I got bored or every time I wanted to take a break from the computer here, you know, I would go have a cigarette and then I was I would take a break and I'd be like, oh, well, the fuck am I going to do now? Uh, it was a habit. And yeah. so I had the same thing with the beer last night. Um and I just was like, but I, I just don't want a beer. Why do I keep thinking I should have a beer? Exactly. It's a habit. Right. You know. So I didn't have beer. I drank 14 more glasses of water. And So, you know. it, but it's interesting. You're at like this interesting uh, juxtaposition or Justin position, huh? Uh-huh. There we go. I like it. Because you want to kill yourself. Right. But you are now not drinking. And to me, it's yeah. like, well, then if you if you just want this, the 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 sweet embrace of death and the pain and suffering to stop, <laughs> sure, yeah. then just keep drinking. Yeah, I, I don't want to die a painful death per se, though. And also, like yeah. I said, what I feel like is with my luck, I'll survive myself, my own like liver cancer, or my something? own yeah. antics, and then 
have to live like this the rest of my life, which is boring as fuck. I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking. You know, the, the, I'm barely jerking off. The one day, well, that's just low T, probably. No, the, the one day, like you lose control of your RV, which is like in six months. Yeah. You knock on wood, it doesn't yeah. happen. Hopefully, at the end of the tour, that's gonna be your luck. Is right. when you're going off, you're like, why did I take that seven weeks off? Oh, I see. That's going to be. Now, see, this is. Now you're talking me back into drinking because yeah. that's like the mentality I've always had that, like, fuck it, I'm going to basically either die in a plane crash or fall off a cliff or have a massive heart attack or something sudden anyway. Yeah. Why be bored in the meantime? Well, I mean, know? I feel like as far as things that fuck, will give me a beer, kill Bebo. you early. <laughs> You're 50-50, sudden or, you know, slow or onset. Or I got to live this, like, like leukemia. slow off, but that's when I take up heroin. So I guess I have a plan for or that, you, too. Or you just go to Oregon and kill yourself. Like, assisted <laughs> oh, suicide or something like that. Like, yeah, Why Oregon? but yeah. they, don't, they don't let you do that just... Just anybody. willy-nilly. It's not yeah. a, you John, have to just be anybody Look, gets I'm, to do that. You, There's per, ways. You pretend know, in any that state. you have a gun... <laughs> And pretend well, that you can go out into the woods. I'm not saying you would. Right. Don't red flag Justin for this, but there's ways yeah. you, you'll be fine. I, if I was going to do it that way, I wouldn't go in the woods. I'd no, make a I statement. Bet, I'd know. do it on your front porch or something. Ring the fucking doorbell first. And that's fine, but at least do me the favor of like putting some sort of bag over your sure, head to collect. Like no mess. Yeah, right. Uh, I would appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so... Well, this isn't that like, was dark. dark for the new year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah, we took a, a like a good, solid, moral, healthy choice and made it super and, dark. And turned it into yeah. ending our lives. Welcome, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get any better. Right. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I'll report yeah. back. But I figure tonight I'll I'll sip and you know, I want to taste the beer. Yeah. Like I said, if they weren't here, I'd probably just be like, "Eh, that's fine. You guys taste it." But Well, I mean, I I know we're winding down on it, but uh it, it it's good to know that you're doing it sort of out of habit, not that you need it. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's an important thing for yeah. everybody, for everybody listening to like make sure that you understand that you don't actually need to have a beer you want to have a beer and you can go days without it try it every once in a while doc used to go what like a month i know which is always surprised yeah but then he would you will you know i never really bought that no well i know for a fact he didn't because i think i saw him at the at his office a couple years ago or whatever and he was like oh you know they his workers like hey how's how's the no drinking month going i'm like you had two fucking beers at the show he's like that doesn't count i'm like okay (laughs) now that i know where we are it's fine that it's fine yeah yeah i think too by the way like i I don't want to speak for everybody i have family members who you know can't they couldn't abstain right yeah. until they went you know through the whole program and everything so you know medically they say like there's a gene you know there's a, it's a disease yeah. and and you know maybe the addictive part maybe i didn't inherit that gene like the other schleps in my family yeah i didn't uh, because i'm yeah like like I said, it's just more. I just get bored. Yeah. Drinking beer is so much fun, and it t- it tastes so good. It's so tasty. <laughs> Once it hit your lips, Justin, uh, it tastes good. It's, a, it's so yeah. tasty, and the same with smoke. I really enjoyed smoking. It was so it was so fun. Uh, I hate. It. I but, smoked for a year, and I was like, and I got bored with smoking. I was like, eh. really? Yeah, and then I stunk. Only a year. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, there were non filters though, so I feel like it was like five years. <laughs> yeah, that uh, might. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was when I was going to art school, and I was it like was. really cool. Well, and. Yeah. and like honestly, the last smoking I did was always like hand rolled cigarettes, which make yep. you smell like 
so extremely. Yeah. Ugh. Were, oh, you, yeah. were you living in Paris at the time? Like, no. Okay. No. It's very French. Starting, up, starting a brewery. Yeah, it's dude. Like, tough. Tough go. <laughs> so not that, not that long ago. <laughs> no, not super long. I, so did you roll I, I a little? Did you roll those little ago? stupid little filters in there too? No, no. you just went straight. Yeah. Wow. But usually hand rollers are smaller. Like mine were tight, like but tighter. not not so many. I'd have like one. Yeah. But still, like one what I mean, a day? Like one per day. Yeah. Oh, see, I can't For do that. Minute. If I'm gonna do things, I'm doing them all the way. That's yeah. a problem too. I think. You know. Well, if that were true, you would have a, if it's a one chamber installed it's a here, and then you would smoke a pack during the show. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, like, people ask me that when I was quitting. They're like, yeah. like, so what, did you, like, cut down? I'm like, no, nah, there's no cutting down. <laughs> I'm either doing it or I'm not. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same with drinking. Like, I'm either drinking or I'm not. It's not. There's not a lot of in-between with me, you know. So it'd be nice if you could just have the one. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's still, like... I don't know. It's not I, good. It's not good. No. There's just nothing good yeah. about smoking beer. Like, beer is a different story to me. Sure. But, yeah, smoking is just... Yeah. Well, maybe I'll pick up something else. <laughs> yeah. We'll I mean, see. it's definitely New Year. Acid. Oh, I, yeah, you're right. Something constructive. That's probably a good idea. Well, look, if you want a drug, uh, I feel like acid is, uh, you know, the bang for your buck. Right. That's the best sort of... It's supposed sure. to be you not habit forming too, and everybody's like micro dosing now. It's like oh, a whole thing. I totally want to try like micro dosing psychedelics. Mm. Did you? Okay. Re- there, Michael Pollan wrote a book about it. You should read that. Oh, really? before, before you do, is it audio form? Uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be a new show on the session? Micro dosing. Micro dose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, we do have a great show planned for you, despite my sub, uh, sobriety. Alaro Craft Brewery from Sacramento, California, will be in the studio with us, and they brought some of their great beers, which I'm looking forward to sampling. Um, <laughs> Responsibly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get through some things so that we can get to our interview. Announcements are brought to you today by Beersmith Brewing Software. You can go to Beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial. It's the best stuff out there. You know it. We know it. But since you get a free trial, uh, just go check it out. It works on all the devices that you have. There are tutorials for every single part of it. Go to Beersmith.com. Save the date. Saturday, March 28th is our 11th annual Spring Brews Festival right here in Concord, California. Uh, Teresa Pasuti and the and the Crooked Lane uh, crew will be in attend- uh, pouring for the first time, right? For you, sure. You yeah. didn't pour last. That's right. No, we've never poured. And did you sort out whether or not you're personally making it, Teresa? Yeah, I'll be here. I will definitely okay. be here. All right. Sure. Yeah, to man the Hugger Brewer booth. Yeah, that's sure. right. That's right. Um, tickets are on sale, but something's wrong with my website, and I couldn't put them up yet. Huh. So if you go to universe.com, you can search the event. But I'll have it up on the website this week. I've been emailing with my admin, and you know, they're ignoring me. Something broke. I can't figure out what. That's not good. Did you notice when you go into the website that like you, the posting looks different and everything? No. Is it not? Maybe I should log in under your name and see what's up. Anyway, uh, you should be able to get tickets this week. Uh, As usual, they're $40 in advance, and um, 
Although the there's like an early bird ticket for forty bucks, and then as soon as those sell out, it goes up to fifty bucks. So you're going to want to order ahead of time, and if you buy at the gate, it's fifty bucks. But even at fifty bucks, there's like sixty two craft breweries from all over California, uh, mostly the Bay, and we get some of the best beer around. It's a lot of fun. We don't let too many people in. We we cap it, so it's always a good time. So please come join us for our eleventh annual. Um, I will be fresh off of a trip from New Zealand for That's that. Right. Uh, going there for Hop Harvest, and then I'm coming back. That's how important the beer festival is. I'm coming back just for that. Otherwise, yeah, I'd stay in New Zealand. You don't Zealand. live here or anything. Not yeah. really anymore. Okay. <laughs> Come at the end of this month. Oh, your shit's here. <laughs> I move into the R. I moved. I go to New Zealand for a month. Yeah. I come back for the beer festival. And then the Brewing Network hits the road. That's right. For a six-month extravaganza. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited you. to try to join you. you Hopefully should, that'll yeah. work out. But we have some things coming up, so pay attention. We do, and I have, uh, except for where we're doing the shows, I have the route and the basic dates planned through the end of June. I have to fill it in with brewery stops and where we're recording the shows. Brewers out there, if you'd like the BN to come to your venue and record a show, send an email to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, just feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll see if we can get you on the list. And, um, yeah, we're going to be recording from all over the country. So that starts in April. April. April 1st, right after Spring Brews Festival. If you want to support us in all the things that we do, do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. And that's an easy way to do it. You can also subscribe and join the BN Army for as little as $2 a month. You're entered to win the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win $100 to spend over at More Beer. And the more you donate, the more entries you get. Um, Also, soon we will be launching a new way to support the tour Yes. Through uh, through Patreon. That's right. Jamie. All the cool kids are doing Patreon now. That's true. And I mean, I basically started it. So the whole the whole the Patreon whole, yeah, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was basically the first customer, and then everyone used they used my uh, ears up uh, podcast mm-hmm. um, as the um, sample of to see if it would actually work. Right. And then they rolled it out. So you, you're welcome. wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Uh, we'll have information um, <laughs> about that soon. Okay. Sign up also on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's a great way to follow what we're doing. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know what All we're right. doing. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of our social medias, over the holidays, our social media director, Kim Shimke, now just bear with me for a second, mm-hmm. died and then came back to life. Yeah. This is not one of my exaggerations. No. Or a BN joke. <laughs> right. The woman died and came back and was and was was revived. That's right. And she's doing well now. She had a blood clot that um, just snuck up and her heart stopped and they resuscitated her and it was not looking good there for a little while and and now but she now she's doing much better she was in a coma after yeah, that it's crazy so she's going to come on air as soon as she's feeling able she's got, it's, it's kind of a long road to recovery when you die i don't know if you know that yeah. um she was out drinking at a brewery yesterday it's not that long was she yeah oh nice she's out drinking right now i good for you know, her. I, I wonder if she just took a sip and took a picture <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, listen to this. I feel though. like we deserve. She should come on the show. We deserve well, it. Well, and she's going to. Assume. But yes. listen to this. I asked, I said, listen, 
I'm a little upset. I think you passed me on the death pool. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, I won the death pool. Yeah. And I it's said, what do you true. mean? She's like, Justin, I died. I fucking died. And they brought me back. I was like, holy shit. Whoever bet on Shimki, like the low, Bevo and Shimki were like the, was the lowest on the odds, thing? right? We she were. had to have been. Yeah. Like a 10,000 to one. Yeah, if this was Las Vegas... And someone oh, yeah. had bet Shimki, they yeah. would have won the fucking casino. If Honestly, I, I think this you're not drinking now makes more sense. Because now you don't have that competitive draw to win the death pool. I already yeah. lost. You've already lost. That, so. Maybe you're right. There was some psychological factor to being out of the running. So now just I would have no, no point. If we had bet money and I lost actual human dollars, I would have thrown a red flag and called bullshit because just because your heart stops doesn't mean that you're dead. <laughs> okay. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> like in prison, if you if you have a heart, yeah. if, if the same thing happens and you have a life sentence, like some this guy, this happened to some guy and he's like suing to 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 get his sentence oh, revoked. Oh, because he's, he, cause he said I died. Technically died and the judge <laughs> is, is like, a new life. no. <laughs> I like that though. I like it's his argument. It's a good argument, theory, yeah. right? Yeah. So is it, because bra- they go on brain death, don't they? I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she would definitely was not declared dead, but I think we can count like heart stoppage. I do. Yeah. Th- I think with the death because we can start a new pool, right. so yeah. I get to compete again. Also, I like. <laughs> okay, great. I like the idea that we can now call her Zombie Kim. It's true <laughs> because she died. Yeah, and she Justin. wrote that joke for like two weeks too. I'm like, I get it. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, stop. <laughs> I think you should clarify that you were not there because based I was not on there. the last episode, you were joking that you were going to like show up. <laughs> I don't want anyone to suspect all. you. That's true of any nefarious activity. I did say that I was going to come to her holidays and uh, and be her date. I th- oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Instead of her mom having a heart attack, she did. <laughs> that's that yeah. Well, and also oh, I was. Uh, when all this was happening, I was in Colorado closing down our uh, our hop grenade out there, mm-hmm. and I was gonna. I was feeling really bad, like about what was happening, and it was kind of easy to to reroute my flight to Phoenix. I was gonna go see her. Um, I was literally about to change my flight, and then she took a turn for the better, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not going to go." As, as long as she's out of the woods, it doesn't. Yeah, I'll, I'll never talk to her again. And I'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. be fine. But. She's like, you know, she's writing back to us, like, yeah. "Oh my god, do you guys care?" And we're like, "Well, are you okay?" Yes. All right, then no, we leave don't, us alone. Yeah, we don't care anyway. Can I talk to your mom again? Right. <laughs> she yeah. didn't use as many words. Right. So uh, keep uh, Kim Shimke in your in your thoughts, and uh, our, if, if our social media has been lacking, it's because our social media director died, yeah. and now that she is a zombie, hopefully it'll get better again. That's right. All right. Send your feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and your show ideas, and if you're a brewery and you want me to stop there and do a show, send it there. Um, all right. All of those things. Do we have a Twitter game today? We do. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to wineandhop.com. BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and your discount will be taken after uh, checkout. If you're in Madison, Wisconsin, order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com and then pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company, located on Wilson Street right across from Central Park. They will waive the shipping and give you half off your first beer, wineandhop.com. All right, what's our Twitter game? Well, I think you know by now, Justin, it's common knowledge that aliens are here. Aliens are on Earth. I've been reading that. Yeah, but uh, we don't really know what they, they want. 
And so I don't know if you've read the news, this current news cycle, but um, aliens have announced that they're here finally. And what they've been doing is they've been getting a lot of research to build us human beings robot bodies. Nice. So we can live forever because they love us so much. Can I keep drinking in the robot body? Well, there. Th- this is the question, right? Ah. What would be your upgrades? Because it'd be just kind of like ah. yours, but like, you know, robotic, right? Because okay. you're not that perfect. But you put you suck your brain out. Yeah. Put it right in squelchy sound. Yeah. Into the thing. How many upgrades do we get? Whatever you want. You can do okay. whatever you want. You can launch yourself in space and spend the eternity drifting through the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could sit and jack off for 20 hours a day. <laughs> whatever you, whatever I mean, you want to do. I can do. do that now. I just can't ejaculate. 20 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, yes. You can ejaculate for 20 hours have, a day. I probably have done that in my life. I'm basically a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. I just tug on uh, it for safety. <laughs> I just get so bored. You know? <laughs> There's nothing to do. Okay, that's a good Twitter game. I like it. Oh, thanks. All right, let's do some feedback. And feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter.com. John over there can take good care of you like he does our uh, trademark status. And also uh, he does brewery filings, especially if you're in North Carolina, and all of those things. All right. Ian Titus has written in. (gasps) He has risen. It's about Duke Cannon. And he says, you fuckers talked me into getting that big-ass brick of pine soap. It smells like Comet Cleanser, he says. <laughs> so I can't decide if I'm turned on or being nagged to clean something. Uh, or both. Yeah. Something's wrong with your olfactory nerves, for one. It does not smell like Comet Cleanser. Comet Cleanser is like one of the worst-smelling things. Well, Comet isn't even pine. It's not no, exactly. It's, it's dusty it's like, bleach. It's like ammonia. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah, dusty ammonia bleach. But I and I like uh, how the thought of cleaning with pine salt gets him either hard. turns him on <laughs> yeah. or what's it? Yeah. Well, know. he should maybe consider that women like really enjoy men who clean. That's like a big deal. <laughs> right there, you go. Um, all right. Well, anyway, there you go. I say <laughs> I'm still working through that soap, man. You, it's going to take you a while. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm only on my second brick since we started talking about it. Damn. And that I'm a, it, there's about a third of it left. Maybe a quarter of it left. Wow. Um, yeah. The stuff lasts, but Man. it's nice. It's right. very nice. All right. Thanks, Ian. Titus. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, Brooke writes in, howdy, brewcasters. Hi. I just wanted to say thanks for all the great content over the years. I've been listening for three years now and would certainly not be half the brewer I am today without these shows. Uh, I was also hoping that you'd be able to give a huge shout-out to John Blickman from Blickman Engineering for me. He hooked me up with an awesome prize package to be given out at a cherry, charity homebrew competition that I'm holding in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania on February 22nd. The dude really went above and beyond what I expected. So thank you to John. Keep up the good work, boys, and Bevo, um, and Teresa, by the way. Uh, and as always, suck at JP from Bro. Um, oh. All right, well, John Blickman is always a good guy and a strong supporter of not just the Brewing Network, but the homebrew community at large, so I'm not surprised. All right, Jason writes in. Oh. Uh, different good Jason. Name. Oh, that's too bad. Um, hello, JP, Justin, Beverly. When are people going to include Teresa in the... I don't know. Like, it's like hit or miss. Right. Hit or miss. Maybe because they never know who's going to be here, you or somebody Maybe. or whatever. Maybe. Just the one to let me down. Yeah. They just leave me out. Right. 
Uh, Jason says, while listening to people's suggestions of places for Justin to visit on the Bunker Tour of America, I heard someone mention the great taste of the Midwest in Madison, Wisconsin. Which, by the way, as I was mapping out my tour, I have included the great taste of the Midwest. I'm hoping to be there. And I'm going to come from the north, from Canada. So I'll be in, in Canada first. Canadians. Nice. Just before the great taste. So reach out and see if we can make some stops there. Um, he says, if Justin makes it to the taste, it would be great for him to stop by our Steel Tank Brewing Company tap room in Okanomawamak, Wisconsin. Not bad. Close, probably. Yeah. Okanomawak. Sure, dude. <laughs> probably Okanomawak. Yeah. I think that's closer. Okanomawak, Wisconsin, which is about 50 minutes east of Madison. I can, uh, I'm not going to walk here anymore. <laughs> and, straight, and a straight shot from the freeway. That's good. Like, people think I can't drive, so. It's good. I, well, I did catch it on fire. Uh, we don't have anything crazy or show-worthy to cover an episode. <laughs> He's a little self-deprecating. But we do have a lot of funny stories relating to anything that can go wrong, has gone wrong, with opening our new tap room. Be fun to have some beers and laughs. All right, Jason, I'm in. Um, if I'm drinking by then. Hell yeah. Uh, Alex writes in, Hello, Brewcasters. I just listened to the episode with Block 3 Brewing Company, speaking of Canada, and after hearing about how Justin's going to try and make it to their location on his countrywide brewery and RV tour Palooza, I also had a few suggestions. So here we go. Holmes Brewery in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Said it's a relatively new spot, but they're killing it with their sours oh, and damn. IPAs. Murderers. Homes, yeah. Okay. Uh, continuing east on the I-94 corridor. Ooh. Traffic and weather on the 9th. <laughs> Uh, can drop Justin off in Detroit to make a stop at Batch Brewing Company. I don't know if I'm going to do Detroit. Yeah, I don't think you... Well, look, I'm sure... I don't know if I survived Detroit. Well, Detroit's... I I, I think Detroit is is changing a lot, and uh, there are very good sections with uh, lovely, lovely, nice people, and I'm sure they will all direct you away from the places (laughs) where where you would not leave. Yeah, for sure. You can probably find a Detroitian to uh, be your handler. That's probably a good idea. Take you in and out. Anybody in a Cadillac, I'm sure, would love to tell you exactly. <laughs> well, because what I feel like is the bunker, it already looks like I'm squatting somewhere. Like anywhere the bunker is parked is like, well, that guy's squatting. Is it that shitty? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked better now. The bunker, no. Oh, okay. The bunker did not. Let's see. Uh, anyway, he says they've been open since 2015 after winning a grant from the city of Detroit for a new startup. Oh, oh cool. Uh, that's nice. Uh, they started very small and throughout the years have progressively expanded their production, keeping a focus on the community surrounding them. And they have killer <laughs> bread pudding. <laughs> that sounds like they're just, they've been keeping a watchful eye on everybody's feeling <laughs> their shit stolen. <laughs> keeping an eye on the community that surrounds Bebo us. applauds the bread pudding. <laughs> Every sure. time they add a tank, they add a security camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bread pudding's dope. I don't know. I don't That's like weird it. in a brewery, though. I mean, it sounds like they have other food. Because bread pudding is so kind of out there. It, right. it wouldn't be my yeah, first choice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like beer is bread pudding. It's just a different variation on beer. Yeah. yeah oh. Or shittily made bread pudding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. maybe they have a bread pudding ale. That'd be tight. It's like we put our leftover bread pudding and we made this strange sour Ew. brown beer. Ew. That sounds gross. Okay. I don't, I don't yeah, like I'm, I'm not pudding, helping. Though. Sorry. Uh, Alex also says, Alex gets around because he says Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky is one of his favorite breweries right uh, around right now. Yeah, they have a stellar lineup. Um, anyway. 
That's another one he blah, says. Blah, blah. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. I put all those on your document. I feel like cool. uh, most of the time when, when people... Uh, suggest a place. I just put it in feedback too because I think it's cool. To, yeah, I like you it. Know, inform other people that may not know about these uh, little hidden gems, but all that's on your. I was look when I was looking at the map when we finish at HomebrewCon in Nashville. Yes, I was thinking I might be able to catch the edge of Kentucky on my way up to Canada. So this might work. So thank you for your um, all Support. your all of your well if they're supporting, but their advice. Oh, that too. Uh, let's see. Kev writes in. Justin Kev. and team. Um, Kev. I've been a listener for just a short time, but you taught me so much. Uh, I was thinking about making the jump into homebrewing and got a recommendation to listen to the session from a friend, and you quickly took the in- intimidation factor out of it. So thank you. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, because we're idiots. So really? if we can do it. That's true. Uh, he says, though, one question. I do not understand the group's hatred toward hazy styles. Oh, God, here we go. Mm. I just want to say it's not really a group hatred. If yeah. I could, if I could edit this, more of a JP Beardy hatred. Yeah. So that it's like a duo, not quite a group. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Kev, pull your <laughs> fucking head it's like, out. It's like a, it's like an awards category. Best duo in an ensemble cast. Yeah, yeah. Warren and I are booked as a duo, so we're billed as a duo. Yeah, angriest duo in an ensemble. Um, yeah. Anyway, he says the Brewing Network is about growing the beer lover community. Um, Not really. Um, is he, does he mean like beer lovers or like beer, like you're a lover? Yeah, like, well, yeah. Like that we're Probably definitely both. interested in growing because <laughs> if it's one yeah. thing we talk a lot about here is sex <laughs> <laughs> and how to have a lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. Or, so, or none of it. Yes. Yeah. It's, we're we're yeah. either on one side or more or the other. Sex. Yes. Yes. Sexual people. Uh, he says, we're about growing the beer lover community, uh, yet you're turning off a new generation of beer lovers by your hatred of the haze. No, no, no. Uh, for many hazy, uh, for many, for many, <laughs> comma, hazy, yeah, thank you yeah. for the, uh, hazy beers uh, get people drinking ca- craft with its juicy, approachable taste. Uh, he wants to know if we've had treehouse beers. No. Have we had yes, them on the show? Yeah. We haven't um, had them on the show, but someone sent them to us. Okay. He says, uh, they, in my opinion, are fantastic. A great story of growth as well. Um, maybe worth a visit on your trip. Uh, I just want to show, I, I just want this show to reach people just getting into beer. And the show has gotten me to branch out from my hazy styles and enjoy more styles of beer. And, of course, make my own. So thank you uh, and keep inspiring. I'll listen to big beer ads for you if it keeps the lights on. Nice. Well, Aww. thanks, Kev. That's a sacrifice right there. So, yeah, listen, it's not the whole crew. Um, and we've it never is, said it's the whole crew. It's. It is not the whole crew's favorite style, I will admit that, but I think um, I've had some excellent ones on the show here, and, and I'm always willing to say so when I like it. So, uh, But you might be right. I, I actually tend to agree with Kev that, um, you know, there is like a new generation of beer drinkers that are coming into beer just based on the hazy style, and with with people moving away to like hard seltzers and things like that, like... It does the juiciness or whatever kind of serves a purpose for younger drinkers, and I tend to agree. I don't want to turn people off, Kev. So I will consider your advice. Well, I don't know, but, but, are, but that's 
So you're saying that we are turning people off. I'm saying it's possible that if a new, let's say, let's say a new, uh, a brand new craft beer fan or brand new home brewer who got into beer for the first time because loved the a hazy somebody gave them, okay. got turned on to the show, yeah. and the first thing they hear when they, they hit play is a bunch of hazy bashing. Yeah. Then, yeah, I could see how they'd be like, oh, well, they're talking about me. Yeah, but I don't want to listen to this. Well, and the reason I think that it's okay is because that's not our show. Like, not it, whenever we're bashing hazy beers, it's not we. Like you said, it's me or Warren. But, and you guys do a really good job of keeping the balance and talking about it and telling me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> telling Warren definitely to shut up. And especially when we're interviewing a brewery about it, I'm not going to you know talk a lot about it. And if there is a brewery that has a hazy beer, I'm going to be sort of more joking about it. Yeah. than really hammering them. So I feel like we get a good mix. I think it's fine to have differing opinions on it. I don't think that my opinions have derailed anybody from liking hazy beers or feeling bad about it or turning anybody off from the show. Maybe it has, but I just... I, I would agree with that, except that maybe on the couple of shows like where I'm not here, and then there's like a five or more minute tangent on the Beardy and JP front before Maybe. somebody interjects. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Then a new listener might have to listen and are they going to make it through the five minutes before somebody interjects? And I'm like, maybe not because that'd I be like, know. oh, they're talking to me. So I, value, I, I respect yours. Yeah. I'm saying he might have a point. You know, yeah. if that, well, like look, I said, if I tuned into something and they were literally just talking horribly about the thing that I really, really like yeah. for five minutes, I might go, well, yeah. I'm turning this shit off. Look, all I do is hold the mirror up. What you see in it is uh, <laughs> it's up to you. Well, right? well let's be gonna... honest. Like, if they're going to be into the show, they've got to wade through a lot of nonsense anyway. Sure. Sure. So. Good point. Good point. Let me tell you about Puerto Ricans. No, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's anything, but uh, that's fine, something. Kev. Good job. Yeah, you have, you have to be patient because the gems are there. You just got to, you know, you just got to maybe dwarf, wade mining. through. And, and honestly, like, it's... JP, you're not wrong. Like, if I can choose between a clear beer and a hazy beer i'm going to drink a clear beer yeah but at the same time like when i meet somebody who truly loves hazy beers i i often ask them a lot of questions because i'm i'm trying to understand like what is in your mind that loves that thing and how yeah. can i make something that how you love you? that i also respect and yeah enjoy. i just shit on him so we're just in <laughs> yeah. different industries i know yeah. yeah i'm i'm more of a hazy apologist i guess <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for writing in, Kev. Yeah. Uh, Justin from Las Vegas writes in, hey, BN crew, I'm oh. a long-haul truck driver, Hell and the yeah. Brewing oh, Network awesome. is helping keep me sane. Oh, that those, yellow line, baby. On Love those it. long days of driving. Uh, I don't get home often, so I don't have much chance to brew or to drink, for that matter. So I'm living vicariously through you. Thank you for that. Maybe you yeah. should be a long-haul truck driver. You should get you a have time to drink. For sure. You're right. Well, I'm going to long-haul RV drive, True. I guess. Yeah. It just so happens that every stop I make is at a fucking brewery. Yeah. Be like, oh, but you don't have a... Well, I guess you do have a schedule, but not as intense as like a, a long-haul trucker. So right. maybe that's the calling. Maybe instead of heroin... You age out in the cab of a beautiful 18-wheel. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound nearly as fun. I don't know that I would listen to a beer show like while I'm not drinking. But I, you uh, know what I did? Uh, I put on, I think it was over the weekend. Sometimes I'll just put something on TV while I'm doing other stuff just because it keeps me company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I put on Cheers, right? Oh, I love that. Oh. And, uh, and I didn't pay attention. I just, you know, I'm listening. And after like an hour or so, you know, a couple episodes, I was like, 
Wait, you're, why are you watching a bar <laughs> show when you're abstaining? But it didn't like it didn't affect. No, it's not I didn't about think about it for like an hour. Then I was like, yeah, it's not about the beer. It's, no. it's clearly the characters. But yeah. it did strike me that I'm like. Really, the first show you... And I haven't watched Cheers in I don't know how long. The first show you turn on in your abstinence is fucking Cheers? That is funny. It's a bit strange. Yeah. So anyway, maybe I could listen to a beer show. Uh, he says... Justin says, on your tour next year, I want to suggest coming to Las Vegas. This is already a bad idea, Justin. I just want you to know. <laughs> Vegas and me have a great relationship for 48 hours. <laughs> uh, he says, actually, technically Henderson... And I know Henderson, by the way. I'm a desert kid. I know these places. Um, He says, visit what we call the Booze District. It's an industrial area near downtown that has... Henderson has a downtown now? I haven't been there a long time. Not only does it have a downtown, it has districts. Yeah. And it's a booze district. Uh, It's an industrial area near downtown that has three breweries. Bad Beat. I think I know those guys. Uh, Bad Beat, Craft House, and Astronomy Ale Works. Also has the Las Vegas Distillery and a winemaking school, if you're into that sort of thing. Also, up the street a bit is Joseph James Brewing, and on Water Street in downtown is Lovely Lady Brewing. That's a lot of breweries for Henderson. That's, don't they have like some uh, like uh, motorcycle rally there? Or am I thinking of Sturgis? That's Sturgis. Yeah. I mean, Henderson might. What does Henderson know. have? Casinos and, and breweries, breweries, apparently. Okay. Uh, it's a great area, and Las Vegas as a whole has several other breweries that you can visit. Uh, thanks for all you do, and hope to see you in Vegas. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Vegas this time around. Maybe at the end. Maybe at the end of the tour, because I haven't planned that yet, and I could I could make Vegas the route home. I would li- I like Vegas. Lots of places for, for RVs in Vegas. It's an oh, RV yeah. place. I don't like Vegas the few times I've been because I'm not really a gambler or a strip club dude. Mm. But recently I've been thinking about getting into blackjack because oh, of the time on the cruise where basically that's all I did is drink mojitos and play blackjack. So yeah. And it was great. And I keep thinking about that more and more. And then, look, now that Taryn got a, a raise, mm. I'm thinking now I might have some money from gambling. Take on some blackjack. Yeah, totally. get into debt is that's what I'm really jam. talking about. That's my jam. Mortgage the farm. <laughs> If you know what I mean. All right, Noah writes in. I got to get through. It's a long segment, huh? Yeah, um, we've been off for three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> we're, right. back. A lot we're to talk about. We're backed up. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people writing in after listening to the Block Three episode. Uh, Popular uh, 75% episode. Seventy-five percent of our feedback mentioned. I was listening to the Block. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, well, Noah writes in. I just got done listening to the Block Three episode, <laughs> and he says I had an unoriginal idea for the trip next year. I was going to preface this, by the way, saying, Noah, I think this is an original and fantastic idea. Oh. He says, with the Duke Cannon soap coming in those ammo containers that we were talking about, there isn't a better combo than making a hop grenade soap with them. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a fucking clever idea. Yeah. He says they already do have an IPA soap that they make with Deschutes, but a hop grenade soap would fit even better. Duke Cannon is in the Minneapolis, Minnesota area, which is just under two hours away from Shell's Brewing in uh, New Ulm. God, I want to go. Let's go. So he says, I think it'd be worth a stop. Yeah. Listen to me, Noah. I'm going to reach out to Duke Cannon about this, because I think that'd be amazing. And if we go and make soap there, Noah should come. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, we should bring Noah. I wonder if we can go make soap. I think we could. I mean, I it's made in the get... USA. It's not like it's made in China and shipped over. Right. It's yeah. made here. They have to have a soap factory. True. We might get beat up, though. They're tougher than we are at Duke Cannon. 
Well, I feel like we should go and like completely shaven mm. and just in like the worst clothes so they can feel more manly so they don't pick on us. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't pick yeah, on us. Yeah. Uh, so you just don't look very tough. They're just like, Ugh. yeah, they're like, oh, come these, on, these come people. on. Yeah. We'll help I you out. I like this idea. I like it too. And again, thinking, I'm so bad at geography, but I have a big map on my wall right now because of this. I think Minnesota could also be done after July, after we le- I'm done in the Wisconsin uh, and then greater Chicago area. I could take the route home through Minnesota. I like this idea. All right. The last one is long, so I'm going to save it. But Glenn wrote in, and um, he thinks that the Block 3 show is our best show ever. In the Whoa. history of shows. That's uh, not even possible because I wasn't on it. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Um, what do I have to do before I take the break? Uh, before the break, thank you uh, for listening to our feedback. And also, thanks to the 21st Amendment Brewery. Their latest seasonal release, Tasty IPA, is still on the shelves. They probably get a new one coming out soon. But check out Tasty. Of course, it's 2NA's collaboration with everyone's favorite brewcaster, Mike Tasty McDole. At 6.8 ABV and 58 IBUs. It's a tasty IPA. It drinks easily, but isn't necessarily easy drinking. It's got a hop-forward creation. Uh, listen to the hop. It's got uh, Calypso, Simcoe, Azaka, Amarillo, Citra, Simcoe, Lupulin pellets, Centennial, Cascade, Equinot, Cascade Lupulin powder, Mosaic, and for some reason, Azaka again. Check out Tasty on the Shelves today. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking to Alaro Craft Brewery. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the session. All right, welcome back to the show, and thank you so much for hanging out with us today. As promised, Alaro Craft Brewery out of Sacramento, California, is in the studio with us. We've got the uh, founder-owner, Ray Ballestero, is in the studio. Welcome, Ray. Thank you very much. Thanks for being with us. And then also head brewer, Chris Keaton. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for making the trek all the way down from Sacramento. (laughs) (laughs) We appreciate it. You know, we were. when did you open in Sacramento? A year ago or so more? Um, about a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. June 30th yeah. of uh, 2018. A couple years ago, when we were looking to open a second hop grenade, we were looking heavily in uh, in Midtown Sacramento, which is where you guys are, Midtown, right? Exactly. Um, you know, and we Did just... we make a mistake? We, <laughs> well, if you hear... Fast forward to the... We, we ended up opening in Fort Collins, Colorado, and we just shut that one down. Oh, darn. Um, you know, we just couldn't find the right spot. And w- w- more importantly, it seemed like every time we did find a spot, there was either another tap house or another brewery opening like on the same block. And we w- we were a little intimidated by it. And I read an article recently coming out of Sacramento that has seen several restaurants and, and, and concepts close in the last two years, which... I hate to say this, made me feel slightly better. That, that, in other words, maybe I would have been shutting down location number two no matter what. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. We just saw, I think it was the most recent Sacramento Bee article, said something about the restaurant industry is in Sacramento's a bloodbath. 
Oh gosh, well, maybe, maybe that's the one I read too. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Which I mean, is a, a very—that's some hyperbole, I think. It, but it's sure. a little outrageous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but it I, is I tough. Think the, the industry in general is pretty much a bloodbath, though. It's scary know. right now, yeah. right? I well, think brewers between, feel that. Go ahead. Of course, yeah. I mean, between the brewery as well as us being a restaurant, so we have that whole food aspect as well. So you know, the way we look at it is we're we're running three different companies yeah. in one building, right? Yeah. So we have a full a full blown restaurant. That has a full staff, full restaurant, table service, uh, as well as a brewery that then is trying to produce. You know, I mean, we're about we're under a thousand barrels of beer okay. a year, and so obviously we want to get that number up um, with with real uh, restrictions. Sure, that, well, with know, eighty other breweries in, uh, in, yeah, in Sacramento, just in Sacramento, yeah, right? In Sacramento. You know, and so, so I was thinking that. So the three are like the restaurant, the in-house beer, and then... And then the distribution uh, aspect, okay. right? That's so then I'm, outside sales, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's a whole other team yeah. you know, of individuals that we're, we're trying to find people in-house that can wear multiple hats to, right. to pull that off for us, which makes it a lot of fun, right? Because everybody is a part of everything. Sure. And that, and that creates the culture, you know, and I, that's something Ray and I are going to talk about a lot today is that, that culture aspect and, and Midtown Sacramento. So yes, of course, a lot of things are closing. Uh, and it's because a lot of things are opening, a lot of things are moving, a lot right. of things are changing. Uh, that doesn't make it any easier to deal with, but sure. But the reality is that that's what's happening right now in Midtown. Yeah. And so we we have to weather the storm so that we can come out on top, right? Sure. Well, to make you feel better about your decision, thank you. Since we opened uh, a year and a half ago, over fifty restaurants have opened within like 20 blocks of us. Is that right? 50 restaurants. See, and that, that's yeah. just frightening to me. And with the three, okay, with the food and the beer, to me, I, I look at it, and this is as a, as a restaurateur or, or bar or whatever the hell I am. Um, I look at I'll it tell like, you what you are, okay, I'm stacking, the de- yeah, I'm stacking the deck in my favor by offering two things. But at the same time, it's riskier because it costs more, sure. and maybe people judge you by your food, and it's not as good as the beer. or what. you got to do it all well. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's it, a double-edged sword. It is. And you know, and it has higher labor and yeah. the, the whole thing. Yeah, but if... If Applebee's can do it, you can do it, right? I mean, it's yeah. easy. How many Applebee's the, are there the in the world? Is, How many Applebee's they? have closed? Sure. Right. Can they, they did, yes. and then they, now they, they don't. used to be able to pull right. that off. Hey, they have a margarita that is chef kiss. <laughs> you know, and to me, like, what, what is beer without food, right? Yeah, or food yeah. without beer? I mean, they, 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 they go together. Beer, food, people. You need, you need all, all three of those components to make it beautiful. I, yeah. I agree with you. And we even offer a little bit of food here, too, but... It's still, oh, your, your chili. It's a, chili was did you like it? Phenomenal. Excellent. Phenomenal. A little kick yeah. to it. Makes oh you drink God, more yeah, beer. Exactly. We're not yeah, that, that, that They, they go together. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it, I, I'm frightened right now. And we're looking around to maybe open another. We're not like rushing into anything. But it's hard to find a market that's not saturated. It doesn't have 50 places mm-hmm. opening. Right. Um, and also, I worry that the concept even has to change now. Mm-hmm. You know that the you know I just every it seems like every article I read is about how craft beer is you know experiencing its first sort of decline. It's not declining, but the amount of growth is declining, sure. um, and the competition is out mm-hmm. there. And I just I keep getting worried about the whole thing. But you, it's your hometown, so you chose it not because uh, you almost had to. I mean, well, again, so go back to the Rubicon. We had talked about that earlier. It's, it's you know, it was, it was an iconic location. Well, let, let's say that to our listeners because that was off there. So you opened in the old Rubicon Brewery building. 
historic. And Rubicon had been around for 30 years. 30 years. In right. fact, they were what, like the one of six breweries in the state or something? Right. Five. Uh, one of five. Okay, yeah. one of five. So, yeah, but when the, when the Rubicon closed, they were the fifth oldest brewery in, the, in, the, uh, in California. In California, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Man, I, I, I used to know the four. Uh, or, yeah, so... Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we had him on the show Sierra, Sierra back Nevada, in the day. Anchor, uh, Anchor uh, Mendocino, New and Triple Rock. Okay. Uh, uh, well, con- they closed. Continue, uh, continuously operated. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Still, still under operation. Um, and then closed, what, in 18? 17. In 17. Yeah, September, okay. September of 17. And so, I mean, that's kind of my story. Uh, where um, So I brewed for Rubicon for the last five years. Ah, um, okay. So I started brewing for Rubicon in 2012 uh, when my wife and I moved from Albuquerque to, uh, to Sacramento, uh, UC Davis being the main draw for us. Uh, I was so working, you went to UC Davis? Uh, I, I did eventually, yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, I came from the restaurant world. I was a, a head chef before uh, and then started home brewing. Uh, and so just kind of looking for that natural progression of life, found found home brewing, uh, found, found breweries. You know, and so being in Albuquerque, a lot of people pushed me towards uh, professional experience. And then I found UC Davis. Uh, my, my homebrew shop promote, uh, like pushed me towards uh, towards Davis. And I was like, fine, I guess we're moving to Sacramento. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Which then my wife found uh, a, a program uh, with the Mind Institute uh, with UC Davis. And so she's uh, actually finishing her PhD in June. Okay. This year. In what? Oh, wow. uh, in human development. Oh, boy. So she works with uh, kids with developmental disabilities. Can we send JP her way, you think? No, or? There's no hope. Okay. I like Lance, dude. I don't know. <laughs> does like Lance. Okay. Yeah. So she found a, a so, career her, so, too. So, uh, David, so Davis was the, was the, the draw for for us, um, you know, I found Rubicon online. You know, I mean, like, you know, you want to you want to meet it. You want to meet people. You want to meet a city. Go to a brewery. Yeah. You know? And so the Rubicon was that place. Uh, the very first building I walked into, Rosebud was the very first beer I had. Wow. Okay. Uh, Al Griffin was the very first person I met. You know, and so now he owns Placerville Public House. But him and I brewed mm. together for a number of years. Okay. Uh, with uh, uh, with the Rubicon. You know, and then of course I met, met Scott Cramlett after that, and so these guys were instrumental to uh, uh, to my success in brewing, which is a lot of fun because Ray has known those guys for forty years. I you see. Know? Uh, Ray, so, is it by design or coincidence that the last brewer at the Rubicon is now your brewer? I think that's a little coincidence, yeah. but it's, uh, so, it's somebody it's, designed it, for me. <laughs> but not you. Okay, no, it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. It, it was it was it was interesting when I had. Looked at the location, uh, the landlord had talked to me about, uh, because, you know, the, the brewer that was brewing at the Rubicon is still here, and I've hired him to kind of watch over the building. And so we kind of we kind of make jokes that he you know it was like kind of buying a classic car and there was there, there but there was a guy in it right and, yeah yeah I come with the building yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just yeah, comes with yeah. you written in the lease yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no exactly. no all fun, all fun aside it was you know we had a lot of conversations about it and he was he was certainly the right choice it's okay like, you know there's a lot of young brewers out there that are you know they they love you know the the new and the the, the goofy and the, the innovative and. And Chris is, Chris is kind of old school. He's, he's, he's like okay. me. It's like I, I love classic beer styles. I like beers done well. And uh, we, we talked for a long time. Like, all right, we, we have the same vision. So, okay. So it was, it, was a, it was a perfect perfect marriage there. And before this, what's your background? Were you in professional brewing before? So never professional brewing. I've been brewing for a little over 30 years. Okay. Um, you know, one of the original founders of the brew club in Sacramento. I knew Phil Moeller at the Rubicon when he first started. And, 
he was inspirational to me. I was, you know, I was making beer, and he he looked at it. He's like, you know, if, if you put a little English malt in your in your IPA, this could elevate it a little bit. And all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, wow, this is this is fantastic. And so, so then I went down to the you know the, the um, UC Davis, and we started pulling brewing manuals from that and, and making more beer. And it just kind of went from there. I became a nationally certified beer judge, super involved in it. And then realized, you know, I have a day job. You know, it's like, do I really want to go into the, the brewing industry? What was your day job? Uh, I work in medicine. Okay. So, you know, that kid that grew up with that chemistry set, you know, loves science. Beer brewing was, was very symbiotic at that point. Yeah. And so it really went, really went well together, and I, and I loved it. But it was always just a, a, not just a hobby, but a really passionate hobby. I was a really productive brewer. Made a lot of beer, you know, kept like six beers on tap all the time. So I was that guy who yeah. everybody knew. It's like, hey, you know, go to Ray if you want beer for your wedding. And when you went to his house, he had all these beers on tap. And right. It was it was kind of a it was a crazy crazy adventure. But never really thought about doing it professionally until but until you know I met my wife and she was in the restaurant industry and she's like, hey, you know, you're such a phenomenal brewer. We should really think about this. And I thought, I don't know if I really want to do that. But then we kind of just you know it was always in the back of our mind. And then. And when I saw that the Rubicon was closing, I just that couldn't happen. So I, I see. Here's our sign. Let's go talk to them, and and then eventually, you know, we have a, we have a Laro now. So part of your idea was not just that we happen to be in that building, so we'll pay a little respect. You really thought we can't let that legacy die. Well, not just that. It's like we had also watched the brewing industry change. So yeah. it went from you know the brew pub design to a lot of breweries that were moving out into industrial areas mm-hmm. and there were you know there are industrial production breweries breweries with like maybe food trucks sure. and yeah like, and i like that and there's there's that time when you really want to go hang out at those places but i really love food okay and when i started that brew club everybody was so passionate about not just making beer but there was that dude who knew how to cure olives perfectly there was that guy who knew how to cure salmon right? nice yeah and there was those people that would make like the most amazing chili and they believed that Chili was made without beans, right? Chili was only beef. Like, <laughs> like, all right, that's that's the passion. So the passion that was involved in all that, that club was just this amazing club where it was just it was amazing food, amazing beer, this amazing culture, this amazing gathering. And I remember feeling like that is kind of fading away. It, was, yeah. it, just, it went to this like this beer forward place that was like, where's the focus on this? And and, and so I thought we're losing that and. And so the brew pub design, with the, and that was the Rubicon. I mean, the Rubicon was food and beer and Triple Rock and so many of those places. Right. They were fading away. Yeah. Everybody went to that other model. And I get why they did it. It was, I mean, to make a production facility in an industrial area. Cost savings. way more cost effective. But yeah. you lose that culture, that gathering that I love. When I travel somewhere, I love to go to a beer forward place because you go there, you meet you, food, beer, people and you hang out there and it's always the coolest people and you find out what's going on in that little environment right and it's like i wanted to create that again. part of a neighborhood part of a community right. so when yeah. the rubicon faded away i thought let's bring that back let's just elevate it a little bit i mean i love really good food okay and my wife would always drag me out of breweries as much as i love the beer she's like we gotta go with food can we, can we go get some real food right now <laughs> yeah and, pub and, food is kind of right, tired nowadays it, it that's is. why I mean, buffalo wild wings uh, i'm telling you yeah. is making it yes I see. Yeah. If good food right exactly good food is necessary good beer so yeah so that was the whole concept on creating it's like hey let's create this whole this whole vibe yeah and, and you're awfully love. thin for as much as you like beer and food I, 
we I don't, eat, I don't we sleep very well. much. Yeah. <laughs> we, we drink well. We eat a lot. We eat well. But you eat well. Exactly. That's, I feel well, like that's the key. You know? Let's try uh, the first beer that we have in our glass. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm hoping it's terrible because I'm abstaining from drinking right now. So uh, I'm just I'm sipping. Is it the dry January so, thing? Not even that. It's dry Justin because like I overdo it sometimes. Uh, well, that's so, on you, not on us. I know, not at all. But I'm like, I hope it's not good. Justin's <laughs> definitely like a let the, the world burn. Yeah, so, if it yeah. is, you, you should lie. I, I'll totally lie. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. Now, this yeah, what is so this the, is uh, this beer? is our Labo Hem is our Czech style pilsner. Um, so Labo Hem is a an Italian opera set in Paris about some Spanish gypsies that fall in love. You know, and so mm. this is uh, a Czech pilsner as a brewer. This is the beer that every brewer falls in love with. Okay, it's clean. It's dry. It's malt forward. It's got a hot presence. Uh, you can't hide in a pilsner, you know. So brewers, brewers always like to judge other brewers on their pilsner. You're right, you know, uh, because because you can't hide. You know, you, you can hide behind four po- uh, four pounds per barrel. Yeah, you can't hide behind uh, beauty oh. Jovice yeast strain of sure. the juiciest lactose additions ever. <laughs> yeah, the, the, none of that yeah. in this. Yeah. You, you and I see eye to eye on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taller than him, too, so that's how much he respects yeah. What's the yeast strain that you just mentioned? So, uh, we use uh, the Czech Buji Jovice, oh, yeah. which is uh, the White Labs strain. And that's I, the right yeah. way of saying yeah. Budweiss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I really yeah. need some training on how to say yeah. that word. We're going to talk about Budweiss. Which sounds more Italian than Czech. Then but, check, but um, what do we know? What, same, same, nothing, right? literally. It's only, it's only a mountain range that divides. You know what? We're, we're it all sounds the same really delightful. Well, I, think there's a, I think there's actually a country in between them, too. Switzerland, I believe. It's a great beer. Thank, so, you. thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's very nice. Uh, it's very nice. Yeah, check check you, grown ingredients in there. You know, it's all a, it's check. A, it, it's yeah. a boho strain barley. It's, there you uh, go. It's the Zotz hops. Okay. Um, we have a, a lagering tank that was designed just to do this. It's kind of a dish bowl, so it gives you a lot of uh, yeast exposure on the bottom. Oh, I see. A lot see. of surface yeah. area. Hmm. You know, we give it a true true lagering period. Is that just that's, that's I did, like put uh, bump the esters and phenols and all that kind of lovely uh, stuff? It's more, more about the conditioning <laughs> aspect of it. it. So up a little being, bit. A, being a, okay. wider, a wider, shallower tank uh, allows the yeast to settle Versus out the a cone. little bit easier. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we're, uh, we don't filter any of our beers. Uh, we use fine. Wow. We use Finding so uh, of course a, a filtering agent, but sure, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. but but nothing is nothing is ever going through a screen breaking apart and then having to re- to come back together, uh, which mm. we feel like uh, definitely adds to the mouthfeel of all of our beers, makes them a little bit softer, a little bit rounder. You know, uh, which makes it harder to make hazies, which I'm okay with that. Okay, you know, well, those um, are soft and round. You know, too, I, 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 I want and and so I mean, I come from the UC Davis school, so I'm I'm all about brewing principles. Uh, I love I love clean clean beers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, follow, following the brewing principles, allowing things to settle naturally, uh, balancing out ingredients. Yeah, you know, that is. And which is why I'm, I'm lucky having a restaurant because those are the beers that people want to drink. To pair with, with eating, like, I don't yeah. have to make seltzer because I don't need to make seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Mark. I don't know how else to describe this beer other <laughs> yeah. than the descriptions you just gave in your okay. brewing philosophy. I think it's well-rounded. I think it has a firm bitterness, but it's not uh, like a, a jagged uh, bitterness. Right. Um, the clarity is unbelievable uh, for no for no filtration. Thank so you. you're using findings very well. Thank you. Maybe that has to do with the, the wider tank as well. 
Sounds uh, like it, right? I mean, it's 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 part of the process. And yeah. It's working. I, I don't do it any other way. Yeah. So. <laughs> Are you? You know, you brought up a good point about uh, you don't have to make hard seltzer, and, mm-hmm. and this is a beer that people want to pair with food. Do you find yourself gearing your recipes and your beers toward what's on the menu, or working with the chefs maybe to say, "Hey, what's coming up? Maybe we can brew a beer for." I don't know, braised lamb shanks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever I think, good people I think it's eat. A, it's a little bit of both. Yeah, um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Now, now, one like so, I, I make the make the joke. You know, I don't have to make seltzers, and uh, you know, even as I say it, I'm like, I just I just jinxed myself. Like, now, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably gonna have, have to, to at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't say never. You yeah. just said I don't have to. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah. Uh, and and anybody that knows me knows I, I was I was adamant against hazies. I was adamant, you know, and so. Um, you know, I, I hope to be able to hold on to that and to be able to stay within our our beer parameter. But um, yeah. but the industry is changing so crazy that I don't. You know, I, I never want to put ourselves in a position that like, no, we're not going to do that because sure. that's not that's not the case. Like if we have this if conversation people that are recently, in want it, want it, we're, we we want we want to represent our neighborhood more than anybody. Yeah, and if everybody in Midtown all of a sudden wants those things, then we're going to find a way. To, to, and, to make those things. And you'll still but, do it your way. Right. So, uh, Teresa wasn't here with us, but Sean O'Sullivan, our other uh, co-host from the 21st Amendment, him and I were having this conversation on air a, a couple weeks ago, and, and we were saying the same thing. We, we were just saying... Never say never, right. and it's and it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to have a concept, mm-hmm. uh, even a focused concept, instead of that. Well, we're just going to make everything. Right. I think it's important to have a focused concept like you do, but I also think it's important to, as you're saying, you, you someday might have to react to the market, and that's right. just well, you what know, you do. stay open to involvement. But you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's I, I don't anticipate somebody running a restaurant wanting to have a, a seltzer with their paella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. So I think we're we're pretty solid that way. You know, sure. they walk in, I like. Oh my God, this Castillo fits so well with this this paella. Yeah, you know, I don't think we really have to go that direction. Hazies, I mean, come on, it's part of our it's part of our culture now. If you make beer, yeah, you can make a hazy, but just make but a really good a, hazy. Make it a great one. Make it a, a great. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be hazy. seven. I only have twelve taps. That doesn't mean that we make twelve hazies. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I still got stouts and porters and browns and reds and yeah, and pilsners I, and pales and. Nice. I just think Chappelle's there's so much room saisons. for for people who can stake their claim on some really classic beer and dependably well made beer styles that you don't get everywhere. Yeah, you know that's well, that's I, kind of I think you, part you, of well, what we do too. And I, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah I, and I think that's really important. And so, like, I'm your biggest supporter when it comes to that. And, it's and like you're. You're, you know, you're making these quality styles that you just don't find everywhere, and it's it's your thing. And I think people get it and they appreciate it. How funny is it that you're the exception now? That we that now we, you know, when we started this show, we would we would everyone was making you know classic styles. Hey, bring, and, bring back yeah. the belt bottom jeans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it is kind of funny and maybe even a little bit ironic that I think it took these this hazy turn that the industry mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. To sort of drive the importance of beers like this, mm-hmm. I think I think innovation always does that. Though, yeah, right? the more the more the radicals move out, the more we realize like that this is that this is the core, home, yeah. the core, yeah. right? That that you're not wrong in being radical, and mm-hmm. and you we need to be radical to to always move forward, but. But we also have to know where we came from to know, you know why it's so, radical, and then yeah. and then to yeah. the same extent, like you can't just dig your feet in and, yeah, and yeah. resist change. 
uh, you know, we know what happens to the, those that do. Yeah, yeah. right. We're, right. We're, we uh, we live in that building. I'm waiting for you to say it, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. A, it's a crazy thing. Like, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I always make the uh, not always. So I've made the joke a couple times. Uh, sometimes I feel like I work in Athens, Greece. Right where I'm in a modern day city, but I can look up on the hill and see the Parthenon. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. working in Rubicon, I can look up at a wall and see an old anchor that that used to hold this little you know five sixteenth CO two line. Right. That, that was just this this nylon line that like draped through the brewery, and now we have this this nice clean hard copper line upgraded you know, the system. Yeah. That, that everything and you know now I have on-demand, high-pressure line anywhere in the brewery that sure. I want. Wow. Um, you know, but... But you've got both. But the wheel is, <laughs> but the wheel is still the same wheel. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's it's kind of the balance of that. Uh, and then, so, you know, the restaurant allows me to not, you know, I don't have to make seltzer because I have a restaurant. Uh, but then the, the brewery itself, it, it kind of determines a style on its own. You know, and so, so me as the brewer just kind of honoring what 30 years has built you know mm-hmm. so michael lewis designed that system oh yeah you know and so then to do the brewing program under michael lewis and be taught all these things and you know midway through a lecture he's telling like don't ever do this and i raise my hand and he points at me put your hand up. <laughs> yeah you know, like, oh i found one of your mistakes you know? exceptions yeah. to every yeah. rule yeah. who knows too much yeah. that yeah. used to be a rule i learned on your brew house you're right do that. Yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. so like and so the, to me that's fun because we're still we still make work that way yeah you know and i think that that's uh that's a valuable thing you know and, sure. and so as much as the neighborhood uh of midtown and having a brewery there for 30 years uh that equipment you know that w- that was the first 10 10 barrel brew house of its style that was that was the first brew house to, is it still a 10 barrel now it's still yeah. a 10 barrel so okay. we call ourselves a healthy 10 okay. uh, so i have an oversized mash tun so i can fit a thousand pounds of grain uh, and then I have a 15-barrel kettle. And so during the renovations, we brought the Rubicon kettle from the production facility, which is a Portland Kettle Works. Okay. Brought that over and then just kind of reworked this, uh, the manifold a little bit. Okay. Uh, so the kettle, that the original uh, Rubicon kettle... Uh, was two pieces of stainless welded <laughs> over each other. I see. So they uh, they leaked. It, it leaked. Not not they. It, mm. There you go. Right. It leaked. Yeah. Uh, so you know you fill up, you fill it up overnight and heat up your water. You come in and squeegee for an hour. I see. Uh, with all the water mm-hmm. that leaked out. So we uh, we fixed that issue along with. I don't know, maybe four or five other major issues. Well, so you got to have it good now. The core of the brewery sure. is the Rubicon's sure. Brewhouse with well, it's still that modifications. Doc, yeah, that so. Dr. Lewis system is yeah. you know, one of two in existence. It's the only one in production. Right. Okay. It's, 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 it is really a, a classic a historic piece of equipment that we was there not a yeah. minute that you that either of you thought you know look we we've, we've got the building that's enough let's put in a new brew house it just didn't it didn't make sense that, okay. that is so historic and you know once you go a little bit above above where we're at yeah i mean we have a direct fire kettle you know we got that uni tank you know the combi tank it's it's this little system that creates that i don't think if we went any bigger the beers wouldn't be quite the same okay I mean, that direct fire you get that that little malleard reaction, we can caramelize those sugars in a way that, you know, steam fire can't go, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that we have... Yeah, but, this, but if that kettle was any bigger, direct fire wouldn't be able to bring us do to it. a boil. Yeah, okay. exactly. So the way we we're, are, we're right? in that perfect sweet spot. In fact, it's kind of a, a oversized kettle for our mash ton. You know, it's like we can, we can get a really raging boil in there. When we first started, yeah. when we rebuilt, they were like... 
let's push it and see how we can go. See like, what happens. Like, oh yeah, my Char- God. Charlie we, always talks about, we don't boil, yeah, we yeah. boil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. know, we boil. When we would yeah. go do collaborations with the breweries, it's just really subtle, barely a boil. And then, you know, Chris and I always look at each other and kind of smile. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like power. Yeah, know? yeah, it's, yeah. It's, can't it's, can't it's, put your it's, face it's anywhere virtual, near that. Right, thing. it is. It's yeah. cool. And, and you don't worry about it coming over. So. Now, Ray, you, you, you hired a, a head brewer, mm-hmm. but you're a, a, a brewer yourself, and right. apparently you're very good at it. You've been doing it so long. So, uh, are you still in the brew house, or how do you how do you keep yourself out of the brew house? <laughs> well, it's a little it's a little both. So okay. yeah, I'm in the brew house. I'm out of the brew house. You know, running the business, we have 35 employees. Okay. We have a really high end kitchen. You know, we have we have a lot going on, and it's uh, you know we started even though it was the Rubicon, we didn't really buy a business. We didn't buy the Rubicon. We we bought assets. Okay. And so yeah. we had to we had to recreate a company in a hurry, and so that company required everything. Right. It, re- it required. You know, a new name, a new, a new corporation, and we letterhead, and every sheet and every you know, you know, standard procedure, everything had to be created. Sure. And so that's created this this whole you know line of activities that I didn't really want to do. Yeah. But, but as an owner, you have to do. So. Did you know that was coming? Was that a surprise in well, some ways? Well, uh, totally a surprise, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you anticipate what you think is coming. Even the even, <laughs> the, even the reconstruction, we thought, hey, it's 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 been there. Let's just go in and. Clean it up. Oh yeah. And open it up. Yeah. We had no idea what we got involved in. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you know, bringing in a brand new kitchen and bringing in new chefs and you know, designing a whole new food program and a new menu and mm-hmm. it's it's been. Did you have your other job up all the way up until this I, point? Well, I still do. You still do. I still do. Yeah. Okay. So, so, okay. So a couple days a week, I still work in medicine, which is fun. Um, and that's uh, you know it's, it's it's grounding for me because I go out there and I'm not thinking about work and I'm not yeah. thinking about payroll and I'm oh, not thinking yeah. about good for you, you know, excise tax I'm, I'm thinking about the patient that's in front of me and that's that's yes, healthy he for is. me right right so you're you're don't a, let him you're, lie a, to you. you're a doctor <laughs> no 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 I'm an infusionist so okay. I, I mix up solutions and infuse them into people which okay is, which is really fun got it yeah and I've been you doing know, it for other people years. other people get hobbies you know not just jobs yeah. to to, uh, to right. take their mind off the business right right but you like it so much that that works for you yeah so I you know it works. I kind of, kind of consider myself like a, a very, very accurate bartender on some level. I mean, I'm, I'm right. working in, in, in a, you know, in milliliters versus uh, versus uh, versus barrels. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of fun. But Chris, Chris and I are very involved in the brewery. You know, I, all the beers that we produce, we talk about, and uh, so like so this collaborate. the Bow Pills is a recipe you guys work on together. Yeah, these are our house beers. So yeah. these these all got created together. Okay. Yep. And and did you brew them uh, together before you opened? Maybe as home brewers, or did you just kind of put no, them together and no, go for yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's where that's where my my experience on the brew house definitely, sure. definitely came in. Um, so I mean, we took everything apart, and then during renovation, and had to put everything back together. So when it kind of came to brewing again, um, it was um, like uh, sure you you know we could brew you could brew a homebrew uh setup mm-hmm. um but the, not the, the, same. the the physics aren't the same the the you know it's just not the same so, so to really understand what what you're trying to get i feel like you just have to brew on that system and you knew the system and so, so and so luckily therefore we we're able to take a little bit more risk and be like no no th- this should work out right you know and so so i have to ask you uh, and, I, and i hope you don't mind that that maybe you know you know the system and you had been mm-hmm. brewing there for mm-hmm. years uh, mm-hmm. 
were you not given the the flexibility that you have now in in Alaro in order in other words we I think we both kind of agree that Rubicon kind of stuck to their guns mm-hmm. and and brewed the beer that they brewed uh, was there a time where you you were saying hey we could change this and and weren't allowed or um uh, yeah and that's kind of a so the the way of uh, and this was actually a, a Glenn thing but um, to to explain all the things that happened at the Rubicon it would take uh, it would well, take, and I don't mean well, that. No, no, you don't I, have I, to do I that. Saying, I more yeah. mean, do you now? I guess have this is, this freedom like you always wanted. Things, right? So I had the I had the freedom before. So okay. Scott Cramlett was always our head brewer, you know, and um, and he had, he was the longtime brewer uh, of the Rubicon, and, then, and Glenn was the owner, and so um, they were the decision makers. We'll say sure. uh, now I I ran the pub, and so everything that was brewed at the pub um, I was producing, and then Scott moved on. I think in 2015, maybe 16, okay. before before we closed in 17. Uh, so we had the production facility, and it was kind of this, you know, um, everybody wanted Monkey Knife Fight, mm-hmm. and we wanted to brew Rubicon IPA. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. So we were all we were always pushing the Rubicon IPA, um, but we were we were afraid to adjust it because mm-hmm. the Rubicon IPA was the original. And it was known, yeah, the original yeah. IPA winner. It makes sense, uh, G- yeah. Uh, gold medal winner at GABF in '89 and '90, and 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 the thought of and, and you know we had made tweaks on it before, and and uh, the customer did not like it. They noticed every right. time. Yeah, uh, the customer would notice if we were brewing in Westac or in Sacramento. And that was because we just didn't have. We just sure there are certain things that we didn't do that we should have, that we should have done. So um, in this way, then, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure you have some of the same client base, maybe even some of the same regulars, mm-hmm. you are and you're paying homage to to this legacy. Right. You were also given a clean slate. Right. Is that Absolutely. is that fair? Or, or to, are you still a, being judged extent, on the? On the <laughs> so like I love uh, there's um, certain individuals. Uh, so Castillo, right? Castillo has had so much success in the world, um, and uh, and some people are like, oh, it's just the Rubicon IPA. That's the other beer we have like, in our glass, uh, right? Uh, uh, that, that is our yeah. that is our second beer. Keep right? going. Yeah, well, let's perfect, taste this while you tell us this. Yeah. So this is this is our Castillo. This is our our. Our house beer, right? So, uh, a oh yeah, lot. that's just Rubicon IPA. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> right. So, uh, so oh, uh, nice. the Alaro is uh, is yeah. a castle on the island of Majorca, which raised uh, ancestor Ramon Ballesteros was the lord of Castle Alaro. Okay, so his, royalty so here. So his title <laughs> is uh, right. so he him him and uh, him and Annette are our duke and uh, and Duchess, Duchess of Alaro. Very nice. Um, wow. My my official title is the Duke of Alchemy. Okay, and, uh, yeah. yeah, and so so we have a lot of these like castle themes our our chef is uh the chef Real technical title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, don't, and don't 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 talk to Santana. He doesn't, he doesn't like people talking to him. Um, and so, so the Rubicon IPA, um, it is a it is a beer in the same vein of the Rubicon. And and to me, the Rubicon IPA was a flavor of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So people in the neighborhood were drinking that beer for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And so who are we to come in and open a new brewery and not brew that style? Okay. Now, now that being said, um, it's a different malt bill. Uh, it uses two of the four hops that, that, uh, that the Rubicon IPA used in Castillo and Chinook. Um, so okay. now we better with Chinook. 
And then uh, Cascade. Uh, Cascade, 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 yeah. What did I say? Cascade. Castillo. You're getting yeah. your branding yeah. all so, fucked up. I, like, I got all, right, 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 all kinds all of C's on the Wait, mind so right now. Wait, so we hop with the beer that we make, but then you can't make it without the hopping, and I can't. <laughs> Actually, all the brewers listening are like, I didn't get offered Castillo. Who has Castillo? <laughs> yeah, right. Castillo. I got to write that down. You, you can't yeah. afford it. Yeah. Yakima Chief is blowing up right now. It's proprietary. Cascade. It's an English IPA, right? Yeah. English IPA is kind of... so. Really, I mean, where did the, the IPA come from, right? So back in the early 90s, you know, the whole, that's when the IPA movement started, mm-hmm. you know, and, and English IPAs were the IPAs before that. Right. And that's the kind of style I was making homebrewing. And then all of a sudden we're like, hey, take that English IPA, but let's put American hops involved, okay. right? Yeah. And, let's, yeah. and let's lean out that grain profile just a little bit so it's not so malty. So we had that malt backbone, but we still have the hops and let's balance it. And then, then, you know, back, you know, you guys know the early 90s. I mean, it, they, sure. they trended in a big way. And then, you know, move move 10 years forward, and all of a sudden everything well, got bone dry, straw right. blonde, well, all late hop we've added, additions. We've added five yeah. different right? other types of IPA. And then, you yeah, know, hops. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then you go New Zealand and, you know, and Australia, and then you tropical. And, mm-hmm. and so we've, we've gone all that direction. And yet, you know, this style was a style that I grew up on. This is the style of beer I made in my house for, mm-hmm. you know, 30 years. And so, like, this is what I wanted in the brew house. So let's go back and do this. And mm-hmm. and I, I think we're seeing that, you know, that turn now. People are going back and going, wow, this really is what an IPA was. Yeah. Well, I would only yeah. add that I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think you went all the way back. I think this is somewhere in the middle uh, correct, of where correct, we are now and where we were in the early yeah good call on that one there's yeah. a couple things you mentioned one which I just like terminology sometimes mm-hmm. is, I guess mm-hmm. is a, an idiot podcast or you kind of pick up on lean out the grain profile mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. saying a lot mm-hmm. because it, it it sort of encompasses the 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 philosophy of home brewing, what we do as home brewers and what you guys do as professional brewers, where you just try to make everything simple. But yeah. it's just a better way of saying just simplify the grain bill. Because everyone says simplify the grain bill, simplify the grain bill. But lean out. Yeah, it's a little different, too. It, it, it kind of hits a, different a little better, right? Yeah. Because this, for example, I th- the reason I say in the middle is I think you have the dryness of a, of a modern IPA. Yes. But you added, like, the mouthfeel and just a little bit of the character of a, of a 90s IPA. There's, like, that, you hit that the middle. caramel kind of, like, maybe C15, C40. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not mm-hmm. presuming to. No, yeah. But Maris. that's what I get. It gets the color of an early 2000s, late 90s. IPA, um, the bitterness, mm-hmm. but the dryness, like you said, of a modern and a little more modern take on it. It's very much like a like a revival sort of IPA, and I hate IPAs. <laughs> I like I like this one. Yeah, I do. But, but to, I like me, like, to, to me, that's that's the key, right? Like where that, that, like that IPA drinker, like mm-hmm. it's it, it is a balanced beer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so it we have, we have shirts we put on the back and. Uh, it comes from the Rubicon days, and, and and just another one of those kind of funny additives with with Ray. Like, oh, I heard this from these guys, and you're like, I heard these from these guys, but it was like ten years apart. Yeah. But the concept of uh, beer flavored beer, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so I can taste all four ingredients on this. Now, absolutely, there's no denying it's an IPA, mm-hmm. but but you might be able to call it a pale ale. You know, no. like no. so. It's I feel like you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't so, know. I, and I, I feel like the mall. I feel like the mall character and everything. Well. 
you know, the the pale ale I just had out there had more hops in it than this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Don't get right. it fucking started, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not get it started. I had a pale ale the other day, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most delicious IPA I've ever had.
I don't think you can make this. Yeah, I mean, every, it's, so it's, when you mention, I feel like it's everything from from our water. So like, right, we don't filter our water; we boil our water. So we fill. Uh, so the the our our hot liquor comes from filling the kettle up overnight and boiling overnight. Oh. So no car no carbon filtration, no no RO, no nothing. Just let really. it boil like, off. Yeah, and so we're able to hold on to heavy minerals, drive off the volatiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that alone gives us a softer water, gives us a, a softer mouthfeel. Nice. Um, gypsum in the water. You know, if you're going to put hops in beer, you got to put gypsum in the water. Yeah. You know, um, and then mash temps. So using a low low level bond crystal and then balancing our mash temps properly, we're able to create the right melanodians to to create mouthfeel to create Got to it. create the proper sugars. Uh, and then ba- and then getting uh, and then the direct fire the direct with the fire on the kettle yeah. gets us malleard reactions. Ma- oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then proper hopping. Um, and it's also there's also timing regimens. So what you're adding, when you're adding it, and how much you're adding it, all of those things right. really do matter. Um, and no, no filtration, no and then, pasteurization. And then, yeah. So you're not so stripping being, things then, out? Okay. So then when our beer uh, – so uh, wort, wort hits a pump on the way to the fermenter and never touches a pump again. Okay. So everything is transferred through CO2, top pressure, and just basically pushing and, and uh, displacement. Just because um, you think it's fragile and things happen if it runs uh, through and, – And I'm 10 barrels. I'm allowed to. Yeah. Right? Right. I, every time I you step have, on it, you lose have, something. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, okay. I don't have to put anything through. One, my pump's not good enough, right? Like my CIP pump is a CIP pump. It's not a transfer pump. Okay. So therefore, I can't put finished beer through my CIP pump. Okay. Um, now, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with my pump. It just means that, yeah. that that's not for finished beer. And so then, therefore, I could either buy a new pump or we developed this system. And it's worked pretty well for us, right? Mm-hmm. And so now the 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 again that being that small brew house, that small small pub, we control every little drop that we that we serve. We mm-hmm. are allowed to be a little bit more yeah tight with the beer. Sure, you guys it, just listening to you, uh, you're the epitome of how you know brewing is both art and science. And you guys, oh, you. you're just as balanced as your beer is. You guys, you're very heavy on the science side, obviously, yeah. but I also just can tell the way you think about beer is not in mathematical terms, Correct. you know, always. You, yeah, Art and science is well, shart, I think. <laughs> is that yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. That's there. They love that more. You guys yeah. are the, the epitome of shart. <laughs> I got to get us you to be something. When I taste your yeah. beer, I think of shart. Art awesome. and science. Not the case at all. I would have already had four pints of each on a normal show, just so you guys know. We're going to take a quick break. When we Go come by. back, we've got more beer to try and more to talk about with uh, Alaro Crapery. Hang on. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And thanks to our sponsor of this session and every session that we do, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com if you're a home brewer uh, or home winemaker or home coffee roaster or anything. And check out their Extra Pale, that modern two-row base malt designed for very light-colored beers. You can find it at morebeer.com. Check them out. All right. We are still hanging out with Alaro Craft Brewery out of Sacramento, California. And uh, enjoying their wonderful... Wonderful beers. Well, you guys are enjoying their wonderful beers. I'm enjoying tasting, sampling, getting my beak wet. 
Oh, hell yeah, dude. You're welcome. Uh, with this this, with this <laughs> couple of, uh, of wonderful beers. And we've got more to try. That's right. This? Um, okay. Dipping your balls in. <laughs> that's right. So I wanted to dive in uh, a little more into uh, the, the concept of, of beer and food for you guys. Now, you guys okay. kind of, your main thing there is like Spanish tapas, too, right? Right. right that's right. something that you... Uh, well, you know, we just, I, we thought, you know, well, I'm, I'm Spanish, so we thought, you know... We, just turn it. There you go. Turn it toward you. There we go. Right, there we go. Sorry about that. We wanted really good food. And Spanish tapas, you know, Spain's not known for beer. Mm-hmm. But but Spain is known for food. And, you know, the salty, the spicy, that pairs so well with, with beer. And, sure. And, you know, those little, and, you know, little fried components, the small components, the finger food components. It's like it was perfect so we could create this environment where you could have vegans and vegetarians and seafood eaters and meat eaters yeah. all at the same table, you know, sharing food. It was perfect. And then once we put them all together with beer, we're like, oh, my God, almost every one of these fits. plates fits so perfectly. What, what, I, what, is, a ta- what is tapas? Small plates. Small plates. Small plates. Right? Is this small, all it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah, it translates yeah. to, basically, like small I, I, shared plates? Exactly. Kind of? Exactly. Okay. And what ta- I like ta- about your yeah, menu, yeah. menu, too, though, is that I know that that's your focus, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to come try it, by mm-hmm. the way. You just made me hungry talking about it. Yeah, um, let's go tomorrow. But you guys are not <laughs> against, like, a cheeseburger. And no, absolutely not. Well, you have to have that pub. You have to have that pub thing, right? This is so, what I like about so, it, because you didn't so, go so far that you can't have no, a pub we, thing. We don't, we don't want to make it unapproachable. So, yeah. we, you know, you have to have a burger. You have to have fries. You have to have chips. But we it. thought, if we're going to do that, let's do a good one, right? So, like, yeah. our burger, we, you know, we decided, like, you know, we wanted, you know, a grass-fed, a really clean beef. Um, we wanted it to be local. So, that you know, all of a sudden, we looked at, at our whole variety, and we had, like, four different farms that we could get this local grass-fed huh. beef from. Nice. Right? Wow. They're yeah. like, well, how do we decide? They're all equally good beef, right? They're all, they're all sustainable. They're all ethical. Let's, let's, you, let's do it. You pit we them brought, against each other so, on price. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what you do. <laughs> no, we brought them it's all business, in. Baby. We brought it's them all business. in. And we, we, we took the beef and we cooked them you know, on the grill with, with no spice, no oil, no salt, no pepper, mm. and just cooked them. And then we just we, we tried them all and we did a little blind tasting. And it was really surprising to me like how different the beef taste and, sure. like, and all of a sudden it was like it was it was unanimous like this one oh is really freaking phenomenal that was going right? to be my next question mm, right? it was unanimous it was unanimous wow. like it's a done deal and then so now when you have people come and they try our burgers like oh my god this is the best burger i've ever had wow Be- it's just, beer it's, flavored it's, it's, beer it's, and beef flavored and beef flavored <laughs> <laughs> right? well here here's the fun so thing about amazing. it though so it's, it's, it's grass-fed right it's so like okay grass-fed but you know you want that little that little grain finishing to marble the meat right mm-hmm. So this farm happened to do a barley finishing. We're like, how freaking perfect is that? Wow. Right? Where it's like, we're, we're, we're beer-based. This is a barley finishing. Did that, you that know that us. before you blind chose the... We knew the, that before, okay. and, and but I didn't want to put that influence in that. Okay, so yeah. I, I didn't it, know that before. Got and it. And yeah. they're like, all of a sudden now we're like, oh my God, that's so, so perfect, fitting, yeah. right? And we get so many compliments, and like, Yes, that's great. It's, it's, so do, it's, it's the barley. Do, do they yeah. buy your spent grains or no? You give no, them we have a different. We have a different farmer, which is okay. a good friend yeah. of Chris's uh, that, that picks that up. Yeah, which the, is the, the guy, yeah. the, the guy that picks up my grain has been coming to the, to, to the Rubicon for like twenty eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. It's wow. just like that's that's the guy. Like all kinds of people call me all the time, and 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 I appreciate your calls. Like I want your phone numbers because yeah. sometimes you never sometimes know. he doesn't show, and okay. uh, I, need, I need I need another guy. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, but that being said, John always shows up. That's great. Yeah, that guy's, yeah. you know, I thought you were going to say it's Brewers asking for his number because I know a bunch of Brewers who would love to give away their grain, and yeah, farmers yeah. are like, we got enough, man. Yeah. There's too many yeah. of you breweries. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, right. Not, I'm not giving them You guys are like grandfathered in. That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the funny thing about that is he, he, I, had a, I had a little talk with him. And he was telling me, so last year was such a wet year that he said not only for you know the feed yeah. aspect of the grain, but he said it got so muddy and so mucky that he was using the grain to put down as like a, Just like, a, like a, a soil amendment. Oh, and I was wow. like, well, that's kind of a yeah. cool thing. And, and then we realized that Christmas, you know, we would get the, the grain barrels, you know, those 55-gallon drums, and yeah. come back. Saturated in like mud, right? Oh. We, like, we have to like, like, hey, can he rinse them off? He's like, hey, he's picking up our grain. Yeah, just can rinse right. them off. Right. for free. Yeah. Let's not ask him to so, do anything. So we were rinsing more. off these buckets. I'm like, hey, I'm glad. I'm glad it served a great purpose. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna look, look that gift yeah. horse in the mouth. He was taking the mud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'll clean this. It's fine. Yeah. Have, yeah. We, yeah. have we talked a little bit about the? Um, Community reaction to opening up in a historic place like Rubicon? Are, are people? Yeah, coming no, out? we barely touched that. It's a yeah. great question. Because, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm guessing some people are like, well, we're going to see what these new Rubicon guys are like, yeah. and maybe new customers that don't care either way. What, what, one of my favorite parts. Of, so uh, we we gave them a name during the process. We call them the refugees. So, <laughs> so the ex Rubicon customers, the Rubicon refugees. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now I have gone to other restaurants around town and and heard people call them the refugees okay so yeah I know, I know it's caught on and and that group that group knows who they are you know? <laughs> oh they know yeah. they, they, they don't uh, know right now yeah, yeah okay. those guys uh those guys would show up so you know it, what maybe seven months of renovation mm-hmm. you know from mm-hmm. like Jan- mm-hmm. yeah january to june so six months um those guys would come and so still every tuesday so rubicon used to do the Two dollar, two dollar Tuesdays, and then it was three dollars, and then four dollars, uh, and then ha- just happy hour all day Tuesdays, which was hundred dollar Friday. Yeah. 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 Now we we still honor the happy hour Tuesdays, and so we do an all day happy hour Tuesday, okay. and um, uh, those guys would show up every Tuesday night during renovation and sit out on the patio. No, uh, uh, and so we're we're close. It was a close. It was a closed building. Like all the windows are taped up. Yeah, and they would show up on the patio on the park bench or on the little <laughs> picnic tables out. Outside, yeah, and bring six packs and twelve packs of you know, and, and all kinds of other, other beers, and other things, and, yeah. yeah. And, and, and other, how many know, people are we talking stuff, here? Uh, enough to enough to fill a patio. Wow, mm-hmm. 20, mm-hmm. 20 to forty. Mm-hmm. You should know, get someone people, to, yeah. to paint so their caricatures like, they, on the wall or something. That is that's that's why, like customer loyalty. You just look I don't know. Up, just look. They're already the there. I guess you're right. I don't have to paint their. But like that's like some were they showing up? Of course, of course. Were they showing up on the patio like that in in support? Or were they like marking their territory? I think I think it was yes. I think it was a little bowl. <laughs> right? Okay, okay. So, they were so, pod so, people. Dude. They were programmed <laughs> so, to do this thing. Imagine yeah, they, they've, been going, they've been going there for thirty years. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so imagine being on the inside where we were at. You know, we put paper over the windows, and 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 you know the Rubicon. You know the Rubicon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's they're they're massive windows, almost floor to ceiling windows across the front, and uh, we put the paper on there, which was you know you can't see through it, but it allowed light through it. 
So sure. we were on the inside. We're working. They're out there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's a zombie movie, dude. It, it kind of is because yeah. you could see the you could see the silhouettes <laughs> moving and, and, like, and the faces pressed against the right. Yeah. And then you'd yeah. see them. All of a sudden, you'd see because we didn't have it all the way to the top. Right. So they yeah. could stand. They get on a chair and they could get up. And all of a sudden, you'd see a face and you'd see a flashlight shining through. And they're and they're taking pictures. So crazy. It was. It was. I love it. It's kind of a beautiful thing. We thought, should we go out there? Like. I don't know exactly what's going on out there. They, you know, never, got, they never got dispersed. Right, right, not right. Once. And, not and once. you never not went once. out? I, di- I didn't go out at the time I because... Did. You did. I did. Okay. okay. You did. And but, how you know, was it? Was. Were you well-received or were you, were you turned I, to some uh, weird... I, I, I was received. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I'll say no. Was there like a little bit of, we're watching you, Sonny? We're going <laughs> to... <Yeah. laughs> Uh, those guys, there's. Uh, I mean, you can't ask for more support. So you know? they came uh, in yeah, after well, you opened, I imagine. Probably one of your first customers. And I'm guessing, you know, I'm sure they had like, you know, support in their hearts, but at the same time, were maybe skeptical, right? Sure, for sure. And how did it go? Well, you know, it's 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 big shoes to fill. I mean, yeah. how, how do you walk into Rubicon and go, "Hey, I'm going to take this over and open it back up"? Yeah. I, you know, we wanted to do very respectfully. There's a lot of history there. But yet, I wanted it to be my own place, and, sure. and, I, and I felt like it needed to be upgraded at that point. Like it, the Rubicon was a beautiful thing, but yeah. it needed it needed something a little bit more right now. Right? Well, and, and they must have known that; I, otherwise, I it'd be so. open. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I mean, Correct. even even yeah. Triple Rock. Correct has has updated. renovated, yeah. updated the yeah. whole thing. So right, right. We, we watched everybody reinvent themselves. Right? Yeah. So this was our time to do that, okay. and, yeah. and I wanted to do it. And you know, we're in an area where the restaurant scene is starting to trend. Right. I mean, the Golden One came down there, and all these restaurants are coming in, and there's this higher elevation. We wanted to definitely have a better food program, but we didn't want to make it unapproachable. We still want to make it casual. Yeah. And so that was that's a fine line to ride you know it's like we want this really nice restaurant we really want this nice gathering place we want to make these great beer but we don't want to offend other people and so we did this and i'm not sure how it's going to work and you know it was i was nervous and then we opened up and we were really well received and and then you know things moved on and we we've done our thing and we have a lot of people that have you know joined us and they're they're regulars we have a lot of the regulars still some have moved on to other places and then we create this new culture sure so it's it's really a, a, a really diverse group of people in midtown now and it's it's a wonderful thing is it is it going well is it going how you expected is it, it, it a it's, struggle it, because of the competition well it, it's, it's always a struggle with the competition right i mean if 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 we're like we want our place to be packed and mm-hmm. we are packed and we'll have you know a wait for tables but if someone's waiting for a table they're like I can walk two doors down yeah. and go to another uh, restaurant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Whereas, you know, when you're in those little more of an island kind of atmospheres, people wait. You, know, you just wait. Yeah. Right? So, so we have that kind of competition that, you know, maybe the Rubicon didn't have you okay. know, many yeah. years ago. But, you know, this is kind of the funny thing. Like, we have a lot of the, the old Rubicon regulars, the guys, I would say, they walk in here and, like, Wow, there's so many beautiful women in here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uh-oh. I just have to look at you, Henry. Right, yeah. exactly. The divorce <laughs> rate is going through the roof. Yeah. So, I like that. So, so, so it's nice. So, but I mean, the diversity down there is is, is fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. who wants to see the same? The same, like one demographic, and, and yeah, nobody yeah. wants it, you know. So, well, it's, it's fantastic. Know. what I was going to say earlier in in the in the first segment when you were talking about well, we were just talking about competition and. Um, I think that as an entrepreneur, you have to find these locations where you get in on the ground floor instead of, like, the top, right? Mm-hmm. And and 
I do think that there are probably too many restaurants and bars for Sacramento right now. Agreed. But if you waited to open, the the door would have closed. So in other words, yeah. you have to take this risk. Mm-hmm. You have to ride it out. And eventually, because Sacramento is growing so much, there'll be plenty of room for all 50 new restaurants a year. Right. Does it? Do you, do you feel that way about That's it? That's exactly how I feel right now. It's we're a just, hard way to do things because you don't want to be too late, but you also could shoot yourself in the foot by being too early. Right. And then it, my, my thought is you just have to be really, really good at what you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we've yeah. got to just try really hard. And that's and that's our whole focus is like we, we talk about staff training, all of our bartenders are Cicerone certified. Nice. You know, we yeah. take everything very seriously. Like, you know, Chris and I are super serious about the beer. We're very serious about the food. You know, we, we walk, you know, like this since the brand new year started. You know, we're really busy towards the end of the year. All of a sudden, January things are going to mellow out. We of took course, that opportunity yeah. to work with our chefs. We do chef training constantly. Like we've done meeting after meeting after meeting. So like three weeks in a row, we sat down and had our head chef work with every one of our lead cooks and like prepare this meal right in front of them. Let's mm. watch this. Like I don't want to be able to know who made my hogs and rocks. Right. I don't want to know who made my gambas. I don't want to know who made my burger. When I taste this food, I shouldn't know who made it. I shouldn't know who's heavy-handed with paprika. It's a Lara's food. Right, exactly. Right, it's like it should be consistent. Like that dressing should be perfect on everything. Like every plate should be made like it's it's for a magazine picture. Yeah. And we're you know we're dialing that in. Man, and that's, you'd be a pain in the ass to work for. I am a pain in the ass to work for. I'm a pain <laughs> from, you got to have the standards. From a brewer's so. point of view, though, there's a difference between eight ounces and nine ounces going in at 90 minutes or 60 minutes. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and so right. so our minds break it down to that that aspect of like no 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 this this is the recipe this is the way you do it yeah and so that'll set you so, apart. So then just trying to to apply that to other to other aspects right and. And so, yeah, like, yeah, it would be hard to work for him. Like, no, it's easy to work for him. He tells you exactly what he wants. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. There's no gray area. Yeah, totally. actually, do the thing. It's actually quite easy. Yeah. Just do what yeah. you told me. Yeah. 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 Here's yeah. a serious question. Um, so, uh, for Christmas several years ago, I was given a $50 gift card to Rubicon. <laughs> you know they get this all the time. That I would ne- I'd never use. So, is it still, is it still valid? valid? Okay. I'll, I'll give you a pint for it. Chris will buy you a beer. Yeah, a $50 pint. I threw it away. They're good When I heard they Close we'll, like, we'll, call it a sh- we'll call it a shifty. You know? <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Well, let's uh, taste the next beer in our glass before we uh, run out of time tonight, too. Uh, yeah. And what is this one? You guys call, uh, call uh, it like a winter IPA? Yeah. So this is our our long winter nights, IPA. the long nights winter IPA. Uh, th- this is you. You made the comment just before the break about you know brewing with uh, the art of it, mm-hmm. uh, a concept brew- kind of developed this recipe so thinking of uh, of an ipa going into the summer so i wanted uh, a medium bodied so not not dry not clean uh not southern n- none of that socal style where it's like light malt body but it's i also bitter. didn't want that uh That's an IPA. also didn't want that that caramel crystal malt backbone either yeah, yeah, so it wasn't, yeah. it's not a classic west coast it's not a modern west coast so um, you know just imagine that Spanish cathedral covered in snow in the northern mountains of New Mexico and the 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 feeling of seeing that and this tranquility <laughs> yeah. is this beer you right? got me yeah oh, so man. so German so, I like New Mexico yeah oh, it's <laughs> not Spain no New Mexico <laughs> it's, it's in my blood yeah right? yeah, yeah. Um, so so this beer uh, I used uh, German German specialty malts so 
acidulated, um, some Munich malt, I think a little bit of Vienna, um, and something else in there. I, I think uh, of it like think think about like a you know like that Pilsner that you know German it's your German beer profile that lager profile. So that's the grain you know the grain profile, but like more American hops. And right. That's just not done right. So like IPAs are now are done with you know American malts. Yep. American hops. Or you know the classics are done with English English sure. English, so but you know you don't you don't see an IPA done with with German malts very often. Sure, so, this is something yeah. we talked about. We're thinking, why can't we do that? Yeah, right? let's let's, well, let's people, do it. People love wheat, right? Everybody loves to put wheat into the beer, but uh, to me, like wheat has this little has a tart flavor to it. So you're, you're making the comment about not being a big fan of wheat. I feel like. I feel like the that tartness is is the reason why people kind of turn off on wheat. There's just this uh, a mouthfeel and a tartness to it that that has turned me off. But but German malt has has a sweetness and a, a roundness as well as a tartness, cracker like you know, redness. But, yeah. but a, a different, a, yeah. like just a different uh, approach to that that flavor. Um, that, that but just not lagered. Made. It's still an no, ale. No, no, no. It's still, 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 still very much still, an ale. Yeah, still, okay. It's still Cali ale yeast. Um, so it's the ingredients. But then, uh, mm-hmm. and then Citrus Summit, um, Simcoe, and CTZ. Well, yeah. I think the German malters so, think yeah. about they go out in the field and scream at the grain. I think oh, that's they're, really they're super what, harsh on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, so, just to make yeah, them work yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's probably what it is too. It's a lot of violence. They just. I don't know if it's that I haven't had a beer in seven days or this is just a. Really fabulous really. IPA. Thank you, thank, thank you. That's no, yeah. very good. Yeah, I, I love this beer. It's bitter really, as hell, man. You know, and it was, yeah. you know, like you know, we 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 kind of focus on the classics, and we have our our house beers that we're going to continue to refine and redo, and then we do these fun beers. And like, okay, let's do this. It's a, it's a one off because every every beer is a one off right now. It seems like, but mm-hmm. we're we're doing this and thinking. Wow. Yeah. wow. Now I gotta like, make this again. Now I gotta make this again. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. so good. Is this yeah. is in your lineup now? It is. No, well, no it's not it's not I mean, it's it's on it's, it's on, on right now. Yeah. Okay. Well it's oh it's seasonal too because it's, a, it's, a it's your transition. I mean, this is our this was our winter beer. Yeah. I mean we'll definitely revisit this recipe. Um but it's definitely one of those, you know, am I gonna brew this beer to have it on year round? Yeah. No. Okay. You know. And that is that is purely again that kind of uh you know the balance between driving your heels in and trying to be innovative. You yeah, know, we've we've cho- we've chosen our core beers. Right, we've chosen the beers that we want. How People, many of those do you have? Uh, let's call five. them. Five, yeah, okay. five or six, yeah. So, and then yeah. you've got twelve taps in the brewery you said. Yeah. So the rest, yeah. will, because people do want a rotation, of course, totally. Totally. Right. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you do too. So yeah, you think about like half our beers, core beers, and half of them for just rotational fun, right? Okay. That's, yeah. that, mix, that's, man. That, that's a but, perfect. But, that's but a perfect that, fun, that right? being yeah. said, mm-hmm. we're we're not afraid to let our core beers go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just so well, that we so that we can self-select, right? Right. It creates a little demand too. Man, it's our Avenida, for instance, is our our other. IPA. So the Castillo's obviously gotten all the uh, the lore and the accolades, but the Avenida is probably the favorite amongst our uh, amongst our regulars. And that's you know, so the Castillo's that malt backbone, citrus resin, beautiful classic. Uh, the Avenida is the flip side to that West Coast IPA coin. You know, so uh, high, um, higher in alcohol, lower malt body, more tropical. You know, pineapple and and passion fruit. 
Um, but we we never run out of Castillo. Mm. Absolutely never run out of Castillo. Avenida goes away every now and then. Okay. And people are like, dude, where's the Avenida? Right. And, <laughs> like, and, and I'm just sitting there twiddling yeah. my thumbs like, it's coming. You know? <laughs> Drink like, something yeah. else for yes, a day. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm glad they love it. I'm glad I'm glad people are asking asking for our beers. It's a good thing, man. Yeah. It could be the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite. yeah Especially in, in your market. It really mm-hmm. could be the yeah. opposite yeah. up there. All right, yeah. and then we've got another beer to try. Uh, your one. Tipsy Monk is called. What is Tipsy this beer? Monk. That one's super fun. Yeah. So that's our that's our Belgian triple, yeah. and uh, we we did that one. So like, I love that style. Like, it smells I, I, so good. I've traveled through Belgium, and uh, mm. you know, I love the style of beer. It's, it's leaner. You know, it's not the double. It's it's blonde, um, higher alcohol, nine percent. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with Belgian triples, yeah. as much as I love them. You know they're made with the Belgian candy sugar. Yeah, so it's either you know it's either corn sugar based or cane sugar based. It's That's that right. Tend to not either like either way, it ends right. up in a hangover. Right. Yeah. It totally, it totally yeah. does. It gives you a headache. Right. I love them. I drink them. Um, it keeps the you know the ABV up, but it keeps the body lean. We did this one with uh, you know 100% malt based. Really, no, no sugar, mm. and uh, so you know super low mash temperatures. You know high fermentation temperatures. The perfect yeast. The perfect you know grain build design. And, uh, it still one. has that like the the ones that I do like have kind of a grape character mm. to them that grape. I don't. Re- it's yeah, yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how else to describe it because it's not yeah. specifically grape. But like, so the ones I don't like are a little too like bubble gum and candy yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The ones I do and that, like and have more of the like yeast a, is just turning those sugars and pumping out. Esters, I see. You know? Which, yeah, just, and that yeah. turns me yeah. off. Yeah. But so the more like, the, the melanoidin that yeah. kind of comes to, turns out to me like kind of a grapey. Purple. Um, yeah. purple, grape right. drink. Purple. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I get in, in, in this one. I love it, but to me, it's a compliment. I, I hope it's not taken another way. Both in the aroma and the flavor, do I get that character? And and that's what I like in a triple. Mm, and there's very few that I like because of that sweetness. Um, well, and I, th- I think a lot of the the, the sweeter beers are made by people who don't really understand the style. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you understand the style, right? Right. And they should be dry. Yeah, yeah. to a certain extent, right? right? Not bone dry, right? Not talking about zero, but dry for should, like a nine percent. Yeah, there should yeah. be a this, lot of dryness, this, but this, a lot this of malt beer, this to beer carry finished through. Below one. This wow, is, this is I would this never guess that. Point, point right. five Plato. I would have guessed like no, ten or eight. Yeah. I would have guessed eight. No yeah. sugar added at all. No, no, hundred no, percent yeah. barley based. Damn, you got that down low without that. Yeah. What is the fermentation temperature? So it's uh, it's all about the climb. Okay. Right? Okay. And so so fusels are uh, fusels are um, are developed in the first three days of fermentation. So if I can keep the temperature low during those first three days, okay, and then allow it to rise naturally, then I can get a full fermentation without producing fusels. So that those first three days is like replication phase, right? Right. Uh, and so okay. so so we start low and we let it we let it ramp up. We stifle it, let it ramp up, stifle it, let it ramp up, stifle it. Got it. You know, um, and at some so, point you don't have to worry about fusels right. anymore. And then, at, and all. then at a certain point, at a certain point, you just turn the thermostat all the way up to ninety, knowing and let it just let it ride. You know, that's and how you get down. Know, knowing that the, brewer, <laughs> the brewery's cold and it's not going to get over seventy-five. You know, so okay. uh, and so we use a, a French oh, a, a French saison yeast strain, uh, which we feel like is beneficial to us because uh, it's a little bit it's. More fruity, not as much, uh, not as, not 
not as estery. Mm-hmm. So more f- uh, no, no, no. Wait, other way. Sorry, not it's it's more estery, not as much phenols. Phenols, yeah, there you phenols, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not mm-hmm. as. Um, and so yeah, exactly. So we get more banana, less clove. You know, and mm-hmm. um, and me, I'm I'm Britannic beer all the way. I, I want English. I want English. And American beers and porters and stouts, you know. Okay. Uh, so the, the, thought, the thought and, of Belgian right. beer, and, that, and this, this is where the, the kind of mind meld happened, you know, of, of us having conversations and like, well, I love, you know, and Ray loves loves other yeast strains and farmhouse styles and talking about things, and and, and then I'm like, no, 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 we can't <laughs> right. that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. And so like, all, you know, the, that conversation kind of like ebbs and flows, and they're like, well, what if we did this and we use this strain? And we're like perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And then so this beer in particular, we brewed uh, we brewed a rice grisette on this yeast, so really low alcohol, tons of fermentables, got our yeast going, and then we brewed our house our house saison, which we call the rabbit hole, which is a, a French saison. So that was just kind of that middle of the road. And then I was able to to gain and propagate sales at that point, and then be able to uh, to get a good harvest and just and just promote. Pure fermentation. Yeah, hit it hard, hit it hard rolling. So, yeah. so, tons, so it's ready to so, go. So just beautiful, beautiful, healthy yeast going into this beer, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then monitoring the temperatures and allowing it, allowing it to really ferment out without without ever stressing it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, and so that's now the key they, because if you stress it, if you stress it, you get phenols and fusels and everything. Every, the balance is all thrown off. Yeah. Sure. Nothing comes through the way you want it. So, But it does have a little subtle farmhouse. Perfect. Well, as it should, right? Because that's on yeast. Well, that's that, that, well, the French, French kicks French it out, yeast, too. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Right. yeah. So it's not, it's not barnyard at no, all. No. Yeah. But it's just there's, there's a little There's no bread in there. Yeah. It's like clean. Grainy? Is that what you're getting? Well, because I, I don't get like a farmhouse necessarily, but I do in yeah, the afternoon. No and by the way, I wouldn't have picked it out until no he funk, said saison yeah. yeast, yeah. and then yeah. now so I'm picking it apart, yeah. and I right. go, "All right." As it finishes, I just get a little bit of farmhouse to it. To me, that's like uh, it's like smoked malt too. You know, it's like, like a, smoked malt. You should always you should uh, you should have a nuance on it. You should yeah. never taste it. If you yeah. taste Bless smoked you. malt, yeah. you've, you've done too much. Yeah, well, right, we think that with all our beers, like there should be not one defining thing. Like if something stands out so much. Much that we, that we missed the balance. Yeah. Good call, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is a little tart, like a little tiny tart, like acidity thing, maybe, mm-hmm. and then a grainy, and then the peppery kind of mm-hmm. saisony thing. So maybe that's what you're that's what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, okay. I don't. What do I know? I don't. Nothing. No, I think that's right. I said. Yeah. What did I say? Grape and farmhouse. You said it better. Yeah, well, no. Just, I just <laughs> want to make sure that yeah. I just want to align our vocabulary. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> Yeah, because the finish is is different than the front. You know, the front yes. still has like a Belgian triple, there a tiny bit of sweetness to, to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny you say that because that's that's exactly how I explain it to customers when they you know they want to order it. I said, you know, get it and sip on it. And I said it will keep opening up. Yeah. Tired because we, oh, yeah. we serve this in a thirteen yeah. ounce goblet. So that's that that's that beautiful glass. You know, and again, we know we're a restaurant, so people are they're eating their food. We're, we're, right. just, just we're, we get to sell it a little bit, more. right? And all of a sudden, they're yeah. sitting there like, I'll Give talk to when I first there. when I first drop it. I'm like, oh, this is really good. This is really interesting. And I'll come back like ten minutes later, and like, that's different. They're like, 
Oh my God! <laughs> no, this is. Sure, I'm going to dream about this bit. beer. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, wow, that's that's imagine they got like four or five ounces of nine. Well, I'm nine percent. Which I like yeah. that you're serving a 13 ounce. That's yeah, nice. Keep yeah, it, yeah, you know, right, right. Keep it. Real. We do the same when we buy beer like that mm-hmm. here. We're like, right, should, settle right? down, everybody. It's responsible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, you know, before people know it, they've had three of those anyway. That's a great beer. It's a great triple. Thank you very much. I'd say that those are. Uh, two styles today that, that surprised me. Your, your, your. I don't like to use the word middle of the road. Your, your, your new age, remix. old age. Your remix there IPA you was just mm-hmm. absolutely sure. fantastic. This a surprise beer much. for me, and this yeah. one because it's just not my style. Uh, I would drink uh, each of these uh, over and over. Wonderful, thank you. Yeah, thank you, yeah. that's good stuff. I feel like both of those, the, both of those beers are those beers that you know we we. Everybody puts so much focus on IPAs and, and everything else that then when we finally get the opportunity to brew something a little bit outside the box and and, yeah. then, and when people kind of latch onto it and so I mean of course the Long Nights is, is still an IPA but it was an IPA that came from a, a different area and for people to still latch onto it is mm-hmm. uh, is always fun yeah I, I feel like it you know everybody's on on the you know making jokes on seltzers and hazies and things like that there are still Everybody still just wants a good, clean, dry beer. Yeah, you know, and that that <laughs> really is that really is the key. Eventually, that, well, no, matter, yeah. no matter what the beer is, they want a clean, dry beer. It's, they they it, might yeah. drink a hazy or a seltzer throughout the night, right? But they want a clean, dry. And someday they'll come beer. back. Yes. Oh, every, they're, they're, they're everybody back. who is a beer flavored yeah. beer fan beer wants. Uh, right. Not every new craft beer drinker who's like never even strayed from a hazy style. Knows yet Those that they exist. want a clean, dry yeah. beer. They'll they don't grow, know yeah. yet. Grow up. Yeah, Those they people don't exist. We I, I guarantee. <laughs> people complain about it, like, oh, I only, and I, but I don't think they exist. There's I nobody who do. only drinks hazy beer. Nobody. I think they exist. I, I think I, I, I'm sure <laughs> they, they absolutely exist, no. and I bet there's a bunch a, of them anomalies at the bar right now. Yeah, they 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 are, but no, they're, yeah. they're growing in no, number. No, they they like they like Blondales. They just don't want to see their they don't want their friends to see them buying something that's not trendy. That's <laughs> right, the yeah. problem. That yeah. might be part of it too. It's so funny. We have uh, we we attract a lot of beer judges, you know, and 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 brewers to our place, and it's it, we have these conversations all the time, like you know. I love, you know, banana splits, but I want my beer with a banana split. I don't want my banana split in my beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. So, which is we which can is separate kind of, these yeah, things. Yeah, still. Yeah, we, we can still separate. We don't just yeah. put out all our food in a blender that right. we like, do we? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, we don't have to drink a smoothie when we're trying to drink a beer. Right. True. See, I and did we, have... and we serve we serve soft serve ice cream. So if you want banana split, we you got know, you. We, we got soft serve ice cream. We'll make you a banana split. Yeah. And then give right, me a beer. Right. I go did go that. to a brewery in Oakland a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And the bartender who I know um, made me try their beer that was actually called Smoothie. Okay. <laughs> oh, scary. That sounds so cool. It looked as such. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man. You're going to make. He's like, just. He's like, I know that you don't like these things. And I just. Just have a sip. He's like, just I know you're try. not. I know you're not going to have a pint, but I want you to try it. It was, it was delicious. It was kind of delicious. <laughs> I, I would part. not have had a pint still uh-huh. because I knew that after a few, I don't know how many sips, it, it would have been too much. Yeah. But that sip was delicious. Good. Oh, right on. Yeah. Right on. It yeah. didn't taste like beer, which but is, it was delicious. Which is funny yeah. really hard because you like the thing. Yeah. It was good, but you will never buy it. 
Correct. Right. And so what the fuck is the point there? <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to serve 10 barrels and sips. Right. Yeah. 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 But I guess yeah. it's also fun for some of these it, it guys is. where it it's is. like the, the hazier the beer, the flatter the bill of your hat is. <laughs> and so once you have a Pilsner, your bill of your hat and your truck lowers and you bill your hat. I don't bends, know that it's. I like, thought it was it. like the hipster or you it's are. Both. I didn't know it it's was like growier. If you're, if you're into fox racing or coding your own D&D games. You like hazy yeah, beers. I see. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else. Is we, just need to, like, we need. My, we need my, to. We need to graph. My seller guy. My seller guy draws out his own D and D games. Okay. Yeah. Does so, he like hazy beers? Does he like hazy he's, beers? He's more. He's, he's more of a mixed fermentation a, dude. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm teaching him clean sour fermentation right now. He can. He can figure out sours in his own time. There's definitely a scale. You know, X axis and Y. If you don't know me, I love generalization. So there's that. Where, where Fox, you know, racing is at the top of the of the what is that the Y axis, and and Bro, coding your own D and D. Can, can I just the- can I just tell you a story real fast? <laughs> I was at this local bar, uh, local to me. I won't name the name. And uh, uh, our, our friend uh, Vito, friend of Doctor Homebrew, he's a home brewer. He's opening a brewery out there in well, Brentwood, I guess. Anyway, and uh, I, I happened to be at this bar with uh, a few friends of mine that were in town, and I, I walk in and there's like. A hundred, maybe not a hundred, fifty people, and they all have like flat bill hats. It was like the same kind of basic, tuck, you know. Did they tuck their ears in? Tuck their ears in. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Sorry, Vito, but you do that too. <laughs> like, and um, like I look basic I look, dudes. Are you trying to say? Yeah, for, it, it, is, it is the basic. basic, basic yeah, it's, yeah, it's the flat billed hat and lifted yeah. truck. Is the Uggs and pumpkin spice lattes of, of me. anyway? Yeah. And I look on the menu, and like three fourths of the beer are these sort of like hazy IPA things. I'm like, I'm living a stereotype. I swear to God, I'm living a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uncomfortable <laughs> and then funny at the same time because there's nothing worse for an asshole than to have his stereotypes reinforced. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worse for us, too, because it just reinforces your asshole. <laughs> right. so it's not just bad for you, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to AA. <laughs> yeah. Assholeism Anonymous. Yeah. Well, I want to thank Alara Brewing Company, both of you, Chris and Ray, for being in the studio with yeah, us. Thank you very much. Yeah, Wonderful beer. Uh, folks, you can go to Alaro Brewing. That's A L A R. Alarobrewing.com. Check out their website. It's, a, a, it's informative. It's comprehensive. You can learn about all the beers they do there. Uh, the food menu is there, which I checked out before oh, the show. Mm. Made me hu- I've been hungry since starting the show. Uh, yeah. the, the tapas mm. look great. And then that's where I just kept going down. I was like, and a cheeseburger place is fantastic. <laughs> so go to alarobrewing.com and you can learn uh, more about these guys. But yeah, thanks again for right. bringing in the good beer. Yeah. Uh, if you're in the neighborhood of the Hop Grenade, we've got Alaro on tap tonight. We'll probably last at least a day, uh, so come on down and try it yourself. Uh, in the meantime, uh, it's time for a new year and a slightly better you, and Duke Cannon is here to help. Uh, fact, most resolutions don't last, JP. That's true. I don't know if you know that. I do. Uh, mostly because dramatic self-improvement is hard, says me, who, <laughs> who quit drinking seven days ago. And who's already uh, back yeah. drinking. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no, it's hard. hard. Uh, that's hey, why uh, Duke Cannon Supply Company wants you to consider lowering your expectations this year with the moderate self-improvement box. I like that. This is like, uh, I think they made this for you. Too. Pretty much. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, nothing. Uh, it's a one-step program. We don't have that much time left. It's just a one-step <laughs> program to achieving a slightly better version of yourself. Okay. Uh, but it's packed with over $80 of premium American-made grooming goods. Love it. Uh, designed to help you feel, look, and smell better in uh, 2020. So... What's in it? I would love to know what's in it. 
First of all, the moderate self-improvement box is usually 84 bucks, but right now it's 50 bucks. Really? It has less stink by giving you Trench Warfare Dry Ice Body Powder. <laughs> God damn it. Whoa, that sounds painful. Yeah, dry ice body powder, yeah. It uses activated charcoal to deodorize. Then it's got trench warfare antiperspirant and deodorant. Gives you a clean, subtle scent of uh, fresh air and bergamot. Okay. You know what bergamot is? Um, Earl Grey. I think it was the Duke in the ancient England times who advised King Arthur. A two-in-one hair wash. Back which is cedar and sandalwood scent. Well, that okay. saves time. I love sandals. Sam, I'm a big fan of sandals. Bloody Knuckles Hand Repair Balm. I think that's... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, it's, a, it's a hand repair balm, JP. Yes. What's wrong with your hand? <laughs> yeah. um, actually, I can relate to this. When I just was in Colorado, extremely uh, high altitude and dry climate, yeah. uh, moving out of the hop grenade, yeah. I had dry, cracked hands. So oh, my I could have used yeah. it. Poor baby. Bit of working man's face washes in there. there and then go. finally, a big... A not finally. Uh, also, a big ass brick of soap, which there we've we talked go. about. That's the good stuff. Yeah. Um, and I have this stuff. I really like it. The bourbon solid cologne. Uh, big fan of that. Go to DukeCannon.com. Use coupon code Brewing. You're going to get 15 percent off your entire order. And um, right now, that 84 dollar box is 50 bucks. That's a whole bunch of stuff. Damn. With 20 percent off of that? Maybe. I think. It didn't tell me. Oh. Try it. Go there and enter coupon code BREWING and see if you get an additional uh, 15% off. Check it out. You know that we swear by the Duke Cannon stuff now. Absolutely. So... 15% yeah. wouldn't take it from 80 to 50. So. Right, so it must be off an additional 15%. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like uh, 42. That's, a lot, that's a lot of math after four beers. See? Yeah. <laughs> I, I only have four sips. I still can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something's broken. Yeah. All right, we're going to take Google a quick it. break, and we've got more when we come back. Hang in there. You're listening to the session. All right. haven't had this much fun since Doc fell off a stripper pole. Welcome back to the session. Thanks for hanging out with us. And another special thanks to Alaro Craft Brewery, who has opted to hang out with us. I love it when brewers do that. Stay for our last segment where we dick around a little bit. And we are also joined by Tasty McDole. Hey, hey everybody. How you doing? Hey, it's welcome. me, really. Honestly. It's good to see you. It's the real Tasty. It's not, just, it's it's not right. a soundboard. Not a pretender. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that Kim Shimke's trying to show you and I up on the, <laughs> yeah, on the, yeah. on the death pool? I wish you pulled that out. Like, what the on. fuck, right? I called yeah. her out on it. She was in a coma when she I did that. But, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> she was really sick for a second. She was in a lot of trouble there. Yeah, I serious. guess she's doing I mean, we're okay. We're laughing about it now because she's because oh, she's okay. Okay. But, oh yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we joked about it at the beginning story. already oh, I thought, uh, yeah. because she had uh, she she talked to me and said it was fine. But yeah, I was yeah. just thinking like Kim, you're like the least of our worries yeah. uh, up until now. Yeah, really. How are you doing, Tasty? Hanging in there. Yeah. Are you in between treatment right now? Yeah, I like in between. Okay. Halfway through one of the deals. You know. How did the holidays go? Well, well. Yeah? Took some extra time off the treatments, and uh, yeah, it went great. You got to That's hang it. out with the fam? I hang with the fam and friends and uh, all that. Okay. Covered all the bases. It was great. Does beer taste any good yet? <laughs> Not really. No, it's still the same, no, huh? Of all the things I, I, I can't taste, beer I can actually taste pretty well. Oh, okay. That's good. Everything that's low in pH, I can taste pretty good. The okay. pH is like, what, 4.2 to 4.5 or something like that. What about booty hole? 
<laughs> booty hole. <laughs> what the? No, that, that has a, that has a pH of that? Come on. That has a pH of 7.5. See? Yeah. Oh, it like a new food. I, would use, I would use a test strip on that. I wouldn't have <laughs> Good call, Tasty. Good call. Yeah. That's why you get those test strips. You can taste the beer, but don't be tasting that. <laughs> well, Tasty gets around. I just yeah. want to know if he's back in the saddle. Back in the saying. saddle. Really, all I got to do is ask, and I'll check that out for you if you like. <laughs> <laughs> have you been out uh, uh, brewery touring or anything, or you just kind of get out in a little small yeah, radius uh, here? Back in uh, November, around th- Thanksgiving, actually, was in, uh, I went to the Midwest to uh, oh, yeah? visit family and friends there, and then I went to s- several breweries in the St. Louis area. Nice. That's great. Any favorites? Yeah. Um, Heavy Riff. Is, uh, I really like their beer there. It's, okay. Uh, it's a brew pub and uh, great home brewer, excellent brewer, like most good like brewers. All of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Home. Is that a Rocky Horror? Home brewing? Is that a Rocky Horror Picture Show themed brewery? It's a it's a rock. Uh, they got like gu- guitars, sign guitars on the walls. Oh, rock like and roll. That. I yeah. thought yeah. Riff, riff Raff from Mark. No, every riff ah, just a riff. Sorry. Like a riff guitar riff. Our yeah. friend that Teresa. was in St. Louis. In St. Louis, here. Yeah. 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 Do you make it to a uh, Civil Life? Oh yeah, I went there too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I have I have a lot of family in St. Louis. Oh, do you? Go Cardinals. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All you Giants. That's just because New Mexico doesn't have a baseball team, dude. Exactly. My, my dad's from St. Louis, so he raised me right. You Got know, it's it. The New Mexico yeah. It's a great town. Yeah. I think Cathedral. it's St. Louis. You know our friend Code, who helps us with our website yeah. and stuff? In fact, he just did that liner for us there. Uh, he mentioned, and I, I think it's St. Louis, has a non-alcoholic craft brewery now that he says is making great yeah, non-alcoholic craft him, uh, beer. Well, Fallon Brewing, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Did you try it? I did, and I got to see that they're doing a, uh, to call, uh, uh, what low pressure... Uh, Vacuum dist- distillation. Interesting. So the beer mm-hmm. like boils, mm-hmm. boil off the alcohol, and not boiling it at like ninety three degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So you, you can t- the heat from your body would boil it, would basically boil it at that pre- at the low pressure. Wow. Oh, wow. I was thinking of getting them on the show. What do you think, Tasty? Is there something oh, yeah. to talk about there? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because yeah. he had mentioned, I thought I don't think I've ever had a non alcoholic craft beer. No. Yeah. They can talk about yeah. They, yeah. The no, it takes all, all but down to what point three percent. That's they the legal. They just evaporate it. They don't try to distill it. Or they don't. They they could. They will. They're thinking about it, but it's like fifty three proof or something like that. Mm-hmm. A distiller, mm-hmm. you know, it, all the hop flavor that they can capture stays in the beer. They they got a way to oh. recirculate it or something, and it bubbles through. And I don't know. It's it's a. It's not just a. It's, it's a. It's it's a system that they uh, that they have. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think some the. Manufacturers letting them use it that does this uh, vacuum distillation. Is it a good thing that all that hot flavor stays there? I'm thinking it might be sort of grassy or something because of that. Well, you... the proof is in the pudding. The beer did taste really good. It did, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, who knows? But yeah. maybe they have to add a lot of extra hops to get that flavor. Right. But it had good hot flavor. Well, you can't taste shit right now, Tasty. What do you know? Well, <laughs> I can, t- I really, I can <laughs> taste beer fair, fairly well. Okay, I can't yeah. taste the nuances like, oh, there's a ester in there. So right, right, I don't get right. that. I get the bold, you know, yeah. the big slap in the head kind of stuff. All right, well, I'll reach out to them then because he had mentioned it to me and yeah, I thought, well, do. that'd be a fascinating yeah, show definitely. right now. Right. Although I don't want to promote too much of this whole, like, not drinking stuff. You know? Well, that's, that's a whole lot of work. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I went through a very bad for vacuum business, distillation. It's bad for business, yeah. Yeah, come on, right, watch yourself. Right. <laughs> Even, yeah, i got to stop talking about it myself. It's really bad for business. This is the self-sabotage we've kind of talked about before. Right, now I'm doing it in a new... I just found a new way to do yeah. it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> You're growing, and yeah. I think that's great. I'm growing in the ways I self-sabotage. Yeah. yeah. I, I, hate, I hate social media, and I saw, uh, you know, a hashtag dry January sucks. I'm like... 
That's the first hashtag I think I ever connected with. Yeah, right? it does suck. <laughs> right, right? Agreed. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, so boring. Yeah, yeah um, I was I was trying to put together a marketing campaign like do you do you need a solution for dry January like uh you know like almost like a pharmaceutical commercial but <laughs> <laughs> yeah is your January you too dry dry yeah. January does your partner think your January is just too oh, dry listen yeah. I can yeah. I, I can do the voiceover are, are with all the side effects <laughs> yeah in the afternoon exactly. dry January might yeah. cause more I think there's still time I think we can make this yeah <laughs> we might have to make a commercial for this you know I, yeah. actually a lot a lot of people do a dry February because it's the shortest month good right? call which, which I really I really like love the people that do a dry February. They're like, you know, I should do a dry month, but I can't. I can't accept it. Like February is only twenty eight days. Like those, oh, those are my shit. kind of friends because you just February. Right. Not granted, it's a leap year, so just, you just get that put, one it, more put day, it off. But, just, yeah. just procrastinate. <laughs> also, <laughs> my months are on Venus. They're shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be yeah, honest yeah, too. Let's do like a dry Venus month for most you know? people. Dry January also doesn't mean sober January. Like I had a friend, and I was like, "Oh, you're like oh. sober for January." He's like. Well, not fucking sober. I'm just not drinking. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, right. There are other ways. (laughs) But then I'm like, well, what's the the point? I don't know. Well, I just talked to a friend recently who came in, sat down. He's like, he goes, well, you know, it's dry January, but I had the golf tournament on this day. So that was four days. So I'm just adding that to the end of my January. There you go. So then I had this. And I'm so like, you're going to get into like May before you finish your dry January. (laughs) As long as he totals 30 days in 2020. (laughs) He did not drink. Then I did a dry month. (laughs) Now this sounds like me. I can get on board with that. That's my kind of friend. I can do that. I can do that. That's one day. Yeah. Uh, well, every I, every now and then, my, my wife and I will make jokes like, "Yeah, we should do a dry month." I'm like, "How about I just don't drink Alaro beers for a month?" You know, there like, you go. Yeah, where, where it's like you know, branch no, out. Like, or, or excuse me, only drinking Alaro beers. Oh, there you I, go. I, 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 I was, was starting to twitch there yeah, for yeah. a second because <laughs> I, 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 I got to. I, I have to do QAQC, right? So sure. me doing a dry month is just bad for business. Yeah, really, yeah. You know? Well, the same with me. I had to think about doing the show tonight because we yeah. always we always taste spirits. Part of the conversation, right. and I really thought about yeah, it. Don't be rude. So that that's how I came to the conclusion. So before you guys came in the studio, we talked about that. And I basically, I thought I had two choices. And, and one was to let these two taste, and I would just interview them about it. And the other was to do what I did, which was just to sip. And I made the decision because you guys were in studio. Uh, nice. If you were on the phone, I wouldn't have felt it was rude. Oh, okay. But the fact that we have to look at each other, I was like, I gotta taste the beer. You know, it's funny. Yeah. We, well, we, thank didn't, you. we didn't do it. No, no that, thank you. That, it was that, good beer. No, we, we didn't do it over the phone because we thought that would have been rude. <laughs> that also would have been you're right. right. right oh, actually, right. If, yeah. Yeah, if anybody within like a 50 mile radius says phone, we're like, fuck you. I'm opening a new brewery yeah. in Concord, but I can't really make it there. Would you mind if I yeah. just called them, We had a brewer fly in from Ontario, Canada, for God's sake. So when yeah. like be- Northern California brewers yeah. are like, well, can we do it over the phone? We're like, actually, no, you can't. <laughs> so, bring we, the beer. We, yeah, we discussed it. It was when I was like, oh, we can call in. And we're like... No way. Like that, no. Like, we, in, in all seriousness, we do appreciate it because it does make for a better totally, interview. No, totally. It, it, it yeah. changes things. And the phone interviews can be fine. I'm not saying our, those shows are bad, but it's just better you know, yeah. uh, when you can kind of relate to each other a little bit. Yeah, look somebody in the eyes when you talk about beer. Yeah, agreed. We have more fun. And it's easier to talk to people when you're looking at them. For you sure. know when they're about to speak or on, or on the Skype or whatever. Yeah. You know, we sometimes talk we're over. We're always talking over <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is Skype? 
<laughs> yeah. It's a new social media. I don't know. Either. It's the James Bond thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like GoldenEye, but different. It's that wrist thing. Yeah. It's, it's the reason you have tape over your camera. True. Yeah. Oh, that's your yeah, porn yeah. computer. Yeah, huh? I just yeah. I basically have tape because I jerk off too much. Yeah. yeah. It's your porn computer. Don't worry. That's, don't it's worry. a telltale you, sign. We all know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, we sure miss you on the show, it. Tasty. Oh, I miss you guys. Not just personally, but on the show. Oh, cool. Uh, it's nice to have you back in here. Do you miss doing the show, or are you like the I vacation? Miss, no, I think about it every Monday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's a few Mondays that we have a show. But yeah, yeah. Are you going to come back? <laughs> we occasionally. Most of the time I got the Monday off. What? Yeah. Are you going to come back anytime here, soon? Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm trying to set it up where I am. Okay. Right now, my my treatment started on Mondays. Okay. And that's like I'm going to have to change it to Tuesday so I can like. Yeah. Well, don't rearrange cool. your whole life because come April, the show's leaving. It's going on the road for six months. Yeah, but from six February months? until. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, through April, they'll still be here. But yes. come May, all the shows will be what I've done on the road. You'll have to join me on the road somewhere. I could do that. Just fly in, fly, fly out. In, do a few shows. I'll need a you're, co-host. You're, you're going on the road, or they're already pre-recorded? We're going on the road, oh, and wow. we'll do the shows from breweries all around North America. Oh, that's really cool. So that's spending a, six months, it's something I've always wanted to do, and the yeah. time is finally right. Our listeners can come join us. And also, you know, sometimes we're a little West Coast heavy because we like to have in-studio guests. Yeah. So oh, this they, is they, an they're, opportunity. They're where the best breweries are, by the way. Just, uh, agree. <laughs> We, we, we agree. We have, we, good yeah. luck, we have good luck here. Yeah. We're the ones that revolutionized. Uh, yes, yeah, just yeah. Just, yeah. And so we don't mind that, that, that we're a little centric, but it's nice now. I'm going to, you know, maybe an interview in Kentucky and uh, oh, uh, Tennessee. Months. And so for, for six, really, I don't have a place to live. So I'm just going to go into the RV. <laughs> and uh, figured I might as well take the show well, on yeah. the road. So, yeah. Yeah. Put some gas in it. And, uh... So, yeah. Wow. So, but. Through April, if you're here, you should come. You should come do the shows, and and otherwise, I'll be publishing a schedule. And um, for example, I should probably hit St. Louis. You should. Um, uh, you'll, you'll just have to fly in I and could, out. We can help. We could do it together. I like sure. this. Yeah, uh, and to I think JP's going to try to do the same thing. I would love to do. That. Sully's talked about doing it. Hopefully, Teresa will pick a spot. And so, yeah, I don't. I'm not trying to do the show by myself all over the place, but um, so, but you got to keep up. Basically, gotta just go where we're going. Sounds great. And the rest of the time, I'm just gonna camp and shit. Can't wait for the see the schedule. Camp and shit. Camp and shit. Two of my favorite things. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate doing both. I'm gonna spend things. a lot you of time can't in do the one without the other. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna spend some time in the Florida Keys. Oh. I've always wanted to go there. I don't know what oh, the yeah. beer scene's like, but there's a cocktail scene, I guess. There's gotta be some um, kind of. I think a beer there, and an airboat. That's a great idea. Right? Well, you right? got to hook him up. Makes that like a video right now. Cross rods down. He, no, he's not in like the keys. A... No, but he's but in he's, Florida. But yes. I guarantee you, he knows the weird ass people that you would want to connect with to that go, like, take me on an sunfish <laughs> hunting or whatever the fuck they do down there. I don't know, man. It's alligator watching, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> and bear cuddling. Do a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brewery slash uh, fly fishing mashup. Uh, that's yeah. not a bad idea too. Yeah, for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Podcast. I'm excited about all of it. Yeah. I'm going to hit the Carolinas. I've never been to the Carolinas. Okay. Got to be some breweries there. Sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to Asheville. 
Uh, I've never yeah, yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to go visit our friends at White Labs, as a matter of fact. I've never seen their facility there. Have them fly me out. Um, I'll go there, too. Well, that's one you should go to because, uh, you know, we're going to do the Sierra Nevada tour. And I'm sure that Terrence and Byron will, will, will make it fun for us. So uh, we'll maybe, maybe we'll do a show uh, from Sierra. We'll do a show from White Labs. We'll, I'll be hanging out for a little bit in, in Asheville. Uh, are you going to do it uh, before you go to Kentucky? I think bef- uh, no. Yes. Because that yes. because then I would be interested specifically because I know the White Labs guys could set up some good bourbon. Oh, it'll go bowl. like this. It'll the Asheville will be just before HomebrewCon. Okay. Because it's close to Nashville, mm-hmm. so we'll be it will be Asheville first. Shoot over to Nashville, do HomebrewCon, yeah. and that's when we go up uh, and just kind of pass through Kentucky. All right, we'll work on that. I might have to take a couple flights in the next. <laughs> what, what's what's the White Labs bourbon connection? Well, just their yeast people. I would imagine that they they know people in the industry okay. who know right. people in the industry, kind of thing. You know, uh-huh. you, you all know each other, right? So <laughs> I just assume. Yeah. I just I'm assuming. Okay, I'm all hoping. Right. I'm just yeah. I think they do work on the distilling side too. So JP's just hoping that they've got some. That's all. Yeah, some connects. Plus, I think they like bourbon, so they might have just made connections that way. Who yeah. doesn't like bourbon? Yeah, it's fun. I've done um, I've done brewery tours uh, with Chris White. Uh, and, and sometimes he'll just go on the public tour sometimes mm-hmm. and, and they don't know who he is. And so we went to uh, Little Creatures. We were in Perth, Australia, mm. and we went on the public tour and the, the tour guide was very knowledgeable. And he started talking about their yeast. And he's like, we have a very special proprietary yeast. Uh, there's a company in California who mm-hmm. keeps it for us. They keep it safe and they grow it for us when we need it. And, <laughs> and it's fun for Chris to see that. And it's fun for me to watch Chris because he gets this sort of proud smile on his face, uh, but he knows all these people and sometimes just goes incognito just as the public, doesn't want any special yeah, treatment, yeah. just wants to do the public tour. Yeah. He had no idea that was part of the tour, and uh, that was super fun. So <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, look for us on tour, basically. Let's do that. That's what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, I'll be there for BrewCon, I'm thinking. You go to really like think about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Especially in Nashville, Tasty. It's a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've been there. We've been uh, I love here. Two years ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, the the RV will heard, be there. I've heard Nashville and, uh, is one of those one of those cities that it's so cool. When you're there, when you're there you never want to leave. You never want to leave. It's Nash, a, Vegas. Very, is that, is that good a food scene there. It's a fun city. In my experience, it's good Vegas, beer too. And, well, I've, I've had plenty of good I, beer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then, of course, the entertainment's just great. Yeah, great entertainment, great place to go out. I went years ago for a wedding. And and found I think four different great breweries. Uh, Yazoo, of course, is one of the uh, most popular ones. We gotta go there. Um, Shout out Brandon. Look at you, boy. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Tasty. I want to see you at Homebrew Comics. Sounds a great one. Yeah. Well, should we do our Twitter game? Yeah, let's do it, baby. What was our Twitter game? Um, I wanted to know, uh, Tasty. This might be good for you. Um, Aliens are coming. Aliens are here, and they've developed robot bodies for us to live indefinitely. So, what upgrades would you have on your robot body? That was the game. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What was that, Tasty? You mouthed something and did a hand gesture that looked like you were going to hold you a should bazooka. Meet my friend Rick, I said. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I didn't know he wanted gun hands. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, a sh- like you know, when you put your two hands together, yeah. like you're carrying something big, like a shotgun. Maybe. Yeah. Room for my salami. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He wanted a, a marsupial patch. A nice saloon. Yeah. All right. What did we get? Well, our uh, my close personal friend, Code Right and Fool, says twenty four pack abs. 
Okay. So uh, that's it's how vain you are, Code. <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, Rick Edwards it, it, says... It's all, it's, all, it's all about the 99 pack. So. That's right. <laughs> I saw that. That's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Edwards says that the ability to drink as much as I want without ever getting too drunk, also a built-in bottle opener. He oh. took mine. <laughs> well, if you're that drunk, are you really worried about opening bottles? <laughs> you got to keep it you going. You break them over your own face. Yeah. Uh, Nordy Pig says a bionic multi-purpose second wanger. <laughs> wanger. Yeah, yeah wanger. wanger. Backup. Yeah. It's like a wang, but better. What? Yeah. Does he, um, does he elaborate? Yeah, with a multi-purpose opener and spoon, so I can be served by and feed my needy subservient minions. <laughs> Of course, it should have a napkin dispenser, for I am a bearded man. I would still have to wipe. Okay. I'm no cad. Um, which is weird because he wants... This is, this I'm is, glad he elaborated, because as soon as I heard multi-purpose, I was like, what other purposes does, would you want? But he I mean, very clearly knows. It's for your pleasure, and then that's it. It's all yeah, better. Right. Well, what's weird is that he wants to be fed by a second penis. And I feel like yeah, Nordy Pig needs... There's something, there's something there. yeah, yeah, there's something going on there that uh, I'm not suggesting. Can you say, thing, are you going to talk to your behaviorist wife about this comment later tonight and figure out what's wrong with this guy for us, please, Chris? It's out of her pay grade. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, correct. Yeah. I'm sure she gets paid money. He's, he's too old. Um, okay. He's screwed. Dave says, I'm looking forward to my sweet, sweet death. Don't take that away from me. Okay, so no upgrades. No upgrades at all. He doesn't even want the robot body. Wow. Which I'm shocked at. Who doesn't want to live forever? Uh, Barley Boy says, uh, in Chechnya, we only have one robot body. We have no choices, no options, only work. That's true. That's true. That is true. Yeah. You know, when I think back fondly of my years in Chechnya, I think of all the robot bodies that are just forced to work. In Chechnya, there's only New Year, because we don't have happy. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Joel says, a Pico brew in the gut so I can brew whenever, wherever. He he might already have that. Right. He might already have that, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't taste all that good, but you're probably brewing something. (laughs) Uh, Especially if it's in your gut. Uh, Patty's House Ales and Lagers says, I'm getting the Doc's ex-wife option because I heard she's hot while deep diving in the archives. (laughs) She is. I don't have seen her in a while, but she was hot. She wasn't really that hot. Now that Doc's not here and they're divorced, she was never really that hot. She was hot for Doc. Nah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc's a handsome guy. Uh, Doc's wife was... Anyway. Whatever. You know that old saying, personality does a lot for someone's attractiveness? Uh, Casey Adams says, uh, huge tits. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. That's it? Literally, period, post. That's it. Well defined. Yes. So our listenership, ladies and gentlemen. Is that it? No. Oh. Two more. Chris uh, Overlay says, long-lasting cartilage in my knees. And I've never wanted to like give somebody a hug over Twitter more in my entire life, but that was it. it Long lasting right. cartilage. Poor, That's all this man wants. He was just honest right, about it. He's like, right, These knees, right, right. I can't walk. Uh, he'd be as good as uh, you. That guy's, that guy's <laughs> sitting on a chair, popping out of Jesus Christ, my knees. If you could oh. grant that, you would. Yeah, yeah right, absolutely. Right. Everyone else is like coming up with these wackadoo things. He's like, just want some fucking knees, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, the UFO retard. Okay. Says self suck. <laughs> so he goes with uh, with the classic one? with the second wanger guy. Yeah, basically. Um, okay, back to the news. Think that's fun. Yeah, yeah I don't think I'd enjoy that. Nobody knows. Well, you know who does know is um, what's his nuts. I don't.
don't know. The uh, cr- the monster guy, the singer guy, the fucking he's a terrible actor. Jared Leto? No, no, uh, that guy. Marilyn too. Manson. There you go, Marilyn Manson. Oh. He admitted oh. it. He literally Marilyn did Manson's get his. I thought that, that myth, was a rumor. No, no, he myth. he actually admitted it. Like he 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 did it, and he actually su- sucked himself up one time. Did he say? Get Marilyn on the phone. Will you be <laughs> Marilyn. See if we... Hey Marilyn. <laughs> hey Mayor Mayor. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's lying both times. Well, you know, strive for what you want, I guess. Yeah. And, you got to have goals, goals right? <laughs> no goal is out of reach. It's That's 20, what this story teaches us. Get what us. you want, right? <laughs> no goal is out of reach. Literally. Yeah. Do what you want. I got to eliminate some things. You got to do it, man. That's just what happens. All right, I'm gonna, I got to eliminate second wanger multipurpose one. I don't know what to do with that. It's too maybe, confusing. It's, I'm confused by it. it. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm yeah. sort of aroused yeah. by it. I'm sort of not. That's the other reason I'm yeah. getting rid of it. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, you can't, maybe, maybe you can't say retard anymore yeah. also. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. too That's retarded that. to say. I can't say that. <laughs> I'm going to get rid of Pico Brew Gut Guy. Okay. I because he's that. already doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's already right. some form of that <laughs> happening. It's already been done. Um, I'm going to get rid of Doc's wife guy. That's not really like a superpower. He can just go to wherever she lives now and hit on her. <laughs> her mansion. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Um, I mean, she is single. Hmm. She's got all Doc's money. Not that I know. But. The rest of them I kind of like. Uh, hmm. I'm going to get rid of huge tits guy, too, because you can go, you can get implants. There was a guy who There was a guy years ago <laughs> no, who used to be on Stern, yeah. and, and he made a career out of taking bets where if he would do such a thing for a year, yeah. he'd get like 30 grand or whatever. And so the first time he did it, someone um, challenged him to live in his bathroom for a year. So he, he couldn't leave. Uh, food had to be delivered there. He couldn't. He did it. Got like thirty grand. Jeez. So the second time, someone was like, "All right, I'll double that. I'll give you sixty grand if you get fake tits." Yeah. So he did it. He ended up keeping them for like three years because <laughs> he said the attention that he got around town, like people just wanting to talk to him about what the hell did you do. He's like, "I loved it." So I'm taking him <laughs> off the list because you can do that. You can do that right now. Been I think that's Already a been very done. good logical. Thank you. Thorough explanation. <laughs> yeah, thank I you. Um, I, don't, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. It'll come to you later. <laughs> uh, okay, that leaves us with about five, six right now. Okay. Um, you want to run through them real fast? Well, there's 24-pack abs. No. No. Uh, nah. Just want it out? No, okay. Yeah. Just Sorry, Code. Off. All right. Um, drink as much as I want without ever getting drunk. I mean, a, that's pretty middle-of-the-road pedestrian, but it's like not out of... Yeah, yeah I mean, but it's not... You just need to choose the right called, alcohol percent. That's called, no yeah, zero percent will be fine. I'd much rather drink as much as I want, get as drunk as I want, but not have a hangover. Uh, See, there you go. Right, Beth, right, that's right, right, thinking right, right. she's a problem solver. I right. also would have added... Without getting cirrhosis of the liver, like I would have added an well, extra. Well, that's true, right? Uh, yeah, right. You should enjoy the ride. Yeah. So yeah, should we? Right. We're taking that one out. Yeah. Why not? All right. All right. Fuck right. it. I mean, only because we have to, right? All right. That leaves us with four. That leaves us with no upgrades whatsoever. He just said it in die. a different way, but he's like, "I just want to die." So yeah. no upgrades. Yeah. Well, that's going to probably happen. <laughs> yeah. That eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, Which I mean, in theory, yeah. you should Truth take in. that out because it's not an upgrade. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Down to three. 
uh, Chechnya. Yes, I forget love the it. exact Chechnya uh, comment, but I'll, any Chechnya comment we like. <laughs> yeah. That's we, uh, in Chechnya, yeah. we have only one body, no in options. Chechnya, we already upgrade if breathing. That's right. <laughs> uh, then we have Sad Knees guy. Sad Knees he just, guy. His dude. upgrade from the aliens guy. would just be give me some knees, man. Jesus Christ. Let me walk without pain. Long lasting cartilage in my knees. Uh, and the third he's one. A bron- he's a Broncos, he's a Broncos fan, fan, so forgive him. Cross yeah. him off. <laughs> <laughs> too, too sad. Uh, and and then our last one, a self suck guy. Self suck. Yeah. So we have Chechnya. We have Chechnya knees and self suck again uh, to vote on. We started the show dark. I feel like we're ending it kind of dark. That's <laughs> what we do, Beeb. You know that. All right. So now we're gonna vote. Uh, everybody gets one vote. You, you know the 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 contestants now. So uh, raise your hand when the one comes up that you like. Um, anybody who is voting for. Chechnya. Raise your hand. <laughs> I really want to, but I... Yeah, nobody voted for Chechnya. I, I really do. Which is, tr- which is kind of fitting for Chechnya. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to vote we are for saddest, <laughs> We are saddest in every problem, yet no one votes. <laughs> yeah, Too busy exactly. watching So You Think You Can Dance. They just they go, sigh. <laughs> Collective country sigh. Right. Oh, again? Uh, no shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Pavlov is not sighing, because I'm sighing. It's my turn to sigh this month. Does anybody want to vote for new knees, knees guy? Oh, I like that. Oh, you unanimous. That's a unanimous vote. Place the sympathy card. Works every time. Chris, good job, dude. Well done. Uh, All right, Bevo will send you a prize. Isn't it it sad we had the full realm of a new race to fix everything, and all we wanted to do was fix our knees? Oh, that's a beautiful thing. I know. I'm like, dude, if just my knees worked right, you know? Then he's going to go buy more beer. We're a very blue-collar lot. We just just want the little things in life, like walking. For sure. Just walking. I think we all all have some bad knees in this room. We really do. Yeah, I was can relate a little bit. Yeah, I love good knees. If we were, if any one of us were just five years younger, they'd go, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) But we're all at that age where we've at least had one bad day on our knees a month. I think I'm the youngest in the room and my knees are probably the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for that. Uh, We do have one more thing to take care of, though. Um, Tasty, are you still manscaping now that you spend so much time at home? Well, yeah, occasionally. It's just a matter of, you know. When I'm not radioactive, I'm, I'm I like I, to shave my pubic I got trimmo, and yeah, I get the... Because you still got to go in and, like, get checkups. You got to go to the hospital sometimes. Yeah, yeah, so you don't want to be in there with all your... A lot of times it's centered around there. <laughs> so, well, Manscaped, as always, is here to help. They're the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Um, they offer precision tools engineered for your family jewels. Uh, it's 2020, and so that means new year, new me, new balls. My balls are healed, by the way, in case anyone was wondering. No one cares. Okay. Uh, listen up. Um, if you're going to pick a New Year's resolution this year, let it be to take care of your junk. And Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Remember, they've got the all-new Lawnmower 2.0. 
Oh, Jip, I made you like a care package of Manscaped stuff. still owe me stuff. some shit, dude. I, it's sitting on my counter in the kitchen because they sent me a bunch. Hell yeah. I made you a whole ball care package. <laughs> Thank you very much, You're man. You're welcome. I made you a package for your package. Thank you. Uh, they've redesigned the uh, Lawnmower 2.0. Um, it's got proprietary skin-safe technologies, uh, so you won't uh, nick or snag your, your, your skin there. Um, and uh, so that way, uh, accidents are a thing of the past. Um, don't use the same trimmer on your face. As you use on your junk. That is so 2019 and a half. Uh, Now we use the... uh, I've been using it, and I now have one trimmer for my face. Yes. And two trimmers for my balls. Two trimmers? They keep sending sending me... So I have one for each side. One for each nut. You're not giving me a used trimmer, are you? I'm not giving you a trimmer at all. The care package has everything but a trimmer. Beggars can't be They keep sending you trimmers, and you don't even give me one. You know, Terrence first the first one, and so... No, you didn't misplace it. You gave it to Aaron. (laughs) All I'm thinking is like white elephant gift. Yeah. (laughs) At your house. That's what happened. Second of all, it it would have been perfect, because it's... It's Taryn's birthday tomorrow, and I oh, have to... Oh, you could have... Tri- I can I go gotta, home and get you mine right now. I got a slam dunker one, so, uh, you know... Well, I, I did get you the... <laughs> the, the uh, <laughs> I did get you the... I've watching too much Mary with Children. We're, all, we're all thinking it. She's just saying <laughs> I did get you the ball wipes. The, okay. Um... Ball wipe? Is that a real word? It's like is a... That's that hyphenated. They are, yeah. okay. That's not what they call them. They're called like crop preserver is what they call them, but it's basically like a, a one-off, you know, like a wet wipe, okay. but uh, pH formulated for your junk. Yeah. Yeah. Ball Soft wipe. enough for her, but yeah. pH balanced for a man. <laughs> exactly right. right. Um, so anyway, uh, go to manscaped.com, and if you use coupon code BREWING, you get 20% off plus free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Uh, I thank you also uh, for supporting uh, Manscaped, who supports us. And also, all, all joking aside, it's, uh, I've, uh, it's revolutionized my, my downstairs. Yeah, okay. my, my area. I have who not, knew you lived in a downstairs area? I used That's to, enough information on that. I used to nick every time. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bevo can attest. Not uh, that close. Her husband and I have the saggiest, oldest... Junk, yeah, of anybody under seventy five, <laughs> right? And I would, nick. I mean, and honestly, like that was back in their twenties, exactly. <laughs> I haven't seen either changed, of their balls in a really long time. <laughs> changed my life. Hmm. So go to manscaped.com, Use coupon code Brewing. You can do it in the shower, by the way. They're uh, uh, waterproof. You won't, uh, you won't electrocute. Oh, the uh, wait, 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 you can Google it. The lawnmower, the, man, the lawnmower, right, right, right. Two right. So go check it out. Manscaped.com, Coupon code Brewing. Love All right. Coupon code. I think that about does it, Tasty. It's good. Yeah? Wow, this is a lot of work. <laughs> Are you worn out? <laughs> I'm, I'm breathless. I feel like this is like mid-2019 right now. I feel good and comfortable. You do? Yeah. Well, Tasty's back. Tasty's back. You're throwing it to Tasty before we wrap up. That's sort of like what happened. That is how I used to do it. Tasty, yeah. are we good? Can we? Good? You're yeah. right. Yeah, are we done? Yeah. Our endings have been so abrupt without you. I, yeah. I don't have anyone to ask. Did you do yeah. a live read? You're done with all the live reads? I think I that's it. That. I, I know. You that. usually check up on me and make like sure that. that I've gone over my list. That's yeah, right. I think we got everything. Perfect. Next week on the program, Ocean View Brew Works uh, is going to be on the show. I hope they're like in the mountains somewhere. They're like in Richmond or something, I think. Uh, San oh, okay. Pablo. <laughs> okay, so they still got they're the in Ocean the hills. View. Yeah, yeah. So right. they do have an Ocean View. Yeah. In the hills, yeah. They're We're from Fresno, California. They have a Bayview, really. Yeah, well, it, but. it's the same thing, though. Ocean View Brew Works, we'll get the story straight from them and see what their view is like. I just love the idea of like marketing for like anything that just doesn't match. I think it would be yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, Down in the valley. <laughs> and they're on a hill. 
Uh, are they, they're in studio, right, Bevo? Uh, yeah. But I like correct. I like dumb jokes, so it's fine. Because if they were in the studio, I would send you personally, Chris, to be like, dude, we drove from Sacramento. Yeah. You can't drive from San Pablo. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, that's next week on the show. Um, we got a great month of of uh, podcasting for you. Don't we, JP? Sure, man. Okay. I love hearing that. (laughs) All right, you want to take us out of here? I love hearing that, too. Great. Thank you to our guests uh, once again for for being here and spending all this time with us. Appreciate it very much. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Take care of yourselves. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Thank you to the fellows at Alaro Brewing in Sacramento for coming into the studio and talking about beer and telling us what the hell tapas are or is. I still don't know. Learn more at alarobrewing.com. Do you have extra money? If so, head over to patreon.com slash ears up and support JP in his quest to become monetarily supported by you. If you love Twitter and homebrew, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDowell at Tasty McD, and you can unfollow Warren at Another Beardy. Our newest brewcaster, Teresa, is online at Pasuti Brews and Crooked Lane Brewing. Keep track of JP over on Instagram at Major Jip, and you can find Bebo there as well at Beverly M. Moore. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just wings on my sky and wings.